Australian Racing Podcast. I am BJ Ryan. Episode 71 is sponsored by Betfair. Don't bet harder, bet smarter at Betfair. Joining me on this WATC Derby Day edition is the man they call the Perth Racing Guru, Terry Layton. G'day, Terry. G'day, BJ. How are you? Good. How are you? Yeah, very well, thank you. I believe today's a special day. Yes, it is. Well, yeah, I guess you could call it that. It's my 40th birthday today, so... We interrupt this podcast to bring you a very important message. Happy birthday, Daddy. I love you more than the Eagles and Star Wars. I'm Harry Potter, and you probably love me more than racing. <laughs> love, Isabel. And here's Lockie. Happy birthday, Daddy. We love you. And here's Harry. <laughs> love you. Have a great day. <laughs> 40th birthday. Well, happy, uh, happy birthday, BJ. Don't look a day over a uh, day over 21. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. What have um, you done to celebrate thus far? Uh, very little. Come straight from home. Um, got some uh, hugs from my children and my partner, Lee, and I came straight to uh, One One Studios alongside you. So it's been very special thus far. Couldn't think of a better way to spend your birthday. Well, an even better way is, mm. to, um, is the fact that Michael Heaton is here as well. Uh, welcoming back Michael Heaton, one of our One One family members. WA Racing and Pacing Media Man. Good to see you again, mate. <laughs> Hello, BJ. Hello, Terry. We're bringing props now. I like it. That is very good. Thank the Silver you. Fox, 40th birthday. Well done, mate. Thank you, sir. Cheers. No, very good to be here. Head of uh, – now, I'm a Derby man, not Derby. I think the Eagles and Dockers play the Derby, but WATC Derby. Right. When it comes to racing, it's when always When it comes to derby. racing, that's, that's what it, where I was at. Yeah, I just thought it was a West Australian Derby thing because we say Derby as in like the location Derby up north. So, okay. Um, Western Derby, Derby the town. What are you, Terry? Derby. derby. I'm oh, a Derby man, but, really? uh, but I'm indifferent, yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to the WATC Derby, Michael. No, it should be a good day out there. I'm actually hosting an event on course. The Tab Touch is uh, doing a punter's day. Uh, so that'll be good fun out there and it's a good deal as well. I think their tables of six for $1,200, so $200 ahead and they get $450 worth of betting vouchers, drinks, three-course meal and uh, whoever uh, wins the most bets at the end of the day gets $3,000 on top of that. Yeah, I think they get to win to keep their – They uh, can keep the winnings, keep yes. The winnings and I think bets, second's yeah. 2000 third's a grand. Mm. So hopefully – yeah, hopefully I can chime in there somewhere. Yeah, very good. Uh, how is the great game treating you these days, Michael? Um, yeah. Media, jockey management, um, obviously with your heavily involved with the Pierce Brothers Racing Stables as well. How's it all going? Yeah, good. Uh, coming out of the yearling sales time, that's always a bit hectic for, for us. Pierce's are obviously really active at, uh, at the sales each year. That's the busiest. You were just about the busiest man at the Yelling Sales <laughs> Complex, I think, Michael. Last to leave both days. Yeah, I was I was the last to leave there yeah. on both occasions yeah. at sitting there at the table. I looked around and my laptop went flat, had to go find uh, a PowerPoint, looked up and no one else was sitting there. So I had to quickly fire out all the horses that they purchased and advertise them and, and so forth. But um, I think a lot of trainers, it's the, the uh, – Interest this year was really high, more than more than previous years, and it's it's been good for Pierce's. But 
outside of that, uh, yeah, still doing the same uh, same type of work, the tab radio on Sundays with the review and uh, jockey management and uh, sky racing at the regional areas. Good to have Brad Rawilla back, who I was lucky enough to get hold of when he relocated to WA last year and he's been back riding for a few weeks now after his bad fall, so that's all, all things positive. Mm. Yeah, he's got a ride in the WTC Derby on yeah. Saturday as well. And um, so, yeah, uh, that would, that was a remarkable recovery from that from that Eight weeks fall. from the day that he I, fell. I to, thought it would have had to have been at least a six-month job. So he's yeah. – Car crash stuff yeah. his the, the extent of his injuries, but yeah. he was pretty hungry to get back. His, his family were actually in quarantine when the day he fell when he was uh, when he was in hospital. So that was quite tough. They weren't able to leave or to see him and – he was in the resus unit at one stage in, in Bunbury Hospital there and uh, when he eventually came back to Perth, I think he was by himself for a bit, but, yeah, then his his family and his kids were obviously allowed uh, out of quarantine and since then I think that was good for him to have that sort of support around, but he certainly made a quick recovery. Sure has. So he is fully committed to WA Racing, like the family's here now, like this is – this is what he where he wants to be. Yeah, yeah. When he when he had that fall, his wife Carolyn said to him, uh, "Well, I've packed my bags once, so that's it. We're, we're staying now, yeah. and they were in quarantine. So no, the kids are already uh, they're enrolled in school and everything, and they've got themselves a, a place here. And uh, yeah, for uh, for the foreseeable future, he'll be here in the west. Excellent, excellent. Big win for WA Racing, isn't huge. It? Yeah, he's, uh, yeah, he's definitely top three. I reckon it's actually a real clear top three with Pike Parnham and Brad Rewilla. Well, um, absolutely. I think he's written 25 group one winners or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Elite Street, and that was a nice nice way to kick things off when, yeah. he, when he first first came here and uh, in the group one winter bottom. But, yeah, he's a 25-time group one winner, so he's he's uh, class above uh, some of the riders. Mm. Yeah, I remember uh, he teamed up with Weekend Hustler, who was just about the best horse in the, in the world at, at one stage, wasn't he? And then he... Obviously, won a heap of Group Ones on Blackheart Bart, and uh, he's had a lot of success over here. Actually, pinch hitting when he was making hit and run uh, missions to WA's, won yep. quite a few of our big races. So, welcome addition to the riding ranks, top jockey, and um, yeah, and hopefully he gets a good run at it. So, um, he's got a good man steering the ship as well, Michael Heaton. So, we all survived a pretty heavy Easter long weekend of racing, a super long weekend, um, included Good Friday. Uh, at Ascot and, of course, Karakata Plate Day last Saturday. Terry, you were out there on Friday. Michael, were you on course at all? No, I was uh, in at, in the office at Rawa doing Tab Touches socials on Friday, but yep. was at, uh, gee, where were they racing Sunday? Albany Cup Sunday and then York right. yeah. York Monday as well. So uh, went the double, so it was, a, it was a busy weekend on that front. What do you think about the... Good Friday racing, there's been a bit of conjecture about the Karakata plate the next day and crowd numbers and whether the Karakata should be on Good Friday. I'd never really given it much thought until this year, but I think it's probably a worthwhile move seeing it's become a marquee racing day, especially Australia-wide. It's a pretty ordinary turnout, wasn't it, on the Saturday? I saw a few little tweets popping up. I wasn't there on the Saturday, mm. just the just Hard to the go day back-to-back, to back, two days in yeah. a row. It is, yeah. it is, unless they um, set up accommodation there overnight, perhaps for some of the more staunch supporters. Uh, they the gave more, a real tent land. Yeah, right, exactly right, have a real tent land, have a bar going uh, 24-7 or 48 Um 48 too. Stomotherless. Um, yeah, the stomotherless. Just, just don't shut the stomotherless. Mm. Just keep it rolling. Yeah. yeah I, I, I think it's always dangerous linking your feature races to Easter because it moves so much. So mm. if the Karakata all of a sudden when Easter comes back into March, that may, that brings all the lead-up races, pushes them all back, and it just, it just challenges the um, – We can probably just be um, – 
it can make it a year by year sort of thing. I mean, there was a period there with the Perth Cup. I'm not sure what they're doing with the Perth Cup now. Um, it's the first, always going to be the first Saturday in January now. Yeah. yeah. So that's and this the year, the first is a Saturday. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Okay, so it'll right. be. I'm tipping it'll be a big, big Perth Cup this year. Yeah. yeah. So I can't see why that. Um, it's obviously the first Saturday in April for the Karakata. I'm pretty sure most yeah. of so every year. Um, if it happens to be Easter long weekend, just have just it on, it on Friday. Friday. Just have it on the Friday. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not really. Re- yeah, inventing I, the wheel. I'd like to see the economics of it all from a Perth racing point of view. I don't think they would be pushing on with it if it wasn't necessarily a winner for them. However, uh, I just can't see how they're ever going to get to a situation where they're going to get big crowds on both days. People are going to pick. Also, Easter, people go away. Um, Good Friday. Do, do, I don't know about you, but do we really want to? I didn't participate much in Good Friday at all. Um, I watched um, Dig Deep. And a um, couple of the races, but I don't chance. know. I just, every chance. I just sometimes feel as though like I, um, a good Friday is just a good opportunity for family day and a break from racing. So to, for um, for the industry to squeeze two meetings on that day, um, I don't know. I feel it puts us on a on a national level, though. I think I probably have the opposite view that we've had a, got a really good opportunity, and especially on Sky Racing, it was uh, I think. They might have had a meeting in Tasmania, but it was all uh, WA other than that and gives us really good exposure. So if we could really hammer the Friday, make that, make that make our own Saturday. as a marquee day and you mm-hmm. had a Carrick had a plate there as well and make the Saturday a standalone meeting at, at Bunbury or something. I, yep. don't, know, I don't know, but mm, yeah. um, if we did that, not only would Carrick had a plate be on the big stage, but crowd numbers would be through the roof. Yep. Yeah, I'm sure Steve Wolf would be... Uh, um, Voting for a standalone Albany Cup day on the yeah. Saturday, and um, but uh, well, speaking of Wolfie, like he uh, well, the Albany Cup was the uh, on the Sunday, so that yeah, would, that that could be a move there. Yeah, um, but yeah, Wolfie he uh, rose to the occasion on Karakata Plate Day, a race that had been eluding him for a while now, and uh, then had trekked at Albany the next morning. He Oof. did, he did. So yeah, Wolfie and uh, he trained export man uh, Troy Turner, deputised. Um, you know, admirably for an injured Sean McGrady, got the call up on race morning to ride export man, um, four back defence, following Lewa, following Pat Scott Sass, got the last crack at him and won by a head. What did you make of the Karakata, Terry? Well, I actually listened to it, unfortunately, BJ. I told you this story earlier in the week. I had some plans that evening, so I was on the uh, on the move after race number seven, and I'd hit to update my phone, Michael, thinking I'll have a bet just before the race here. I was basically just wanted to chase out a few of the drifters, according to my market, and um, my phone was updating for the next hour and a half while I was on the road, so I had to put it on the wireless and listen to the Karakata plate. So it was quite incredible. But uh, when I did see the replay, um, yeah, amazing victory there. The uh, three horses really, uh, well, they really cleared out obviously and um yeah big pickup ride for troy turner what i loved was um wolfie interviewed after the race and he said he would have um he would have put tash on if uh, she didn't have a little book in donker so i wonder how tasha faithful felt about uh, well she won the donker cup mm. she did win the donker cup yeah played the fifth is uh is flying in flying. the uh, in the deep country at the moment but um no it was cracking i loved hearing uh steve talk after the race and um Obviously, a little bit of sadness there for Sean McGrady, but uh, I reckon he'll get Gee, his chance stiff. to win one of the Sean. future. Very stiff. Outback yeah. Jack this Saturday as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think Wolfie's run second, had run second in the Karakata two or three times prior to Saturday. And um, 
Yeah, the uh, planets aligned for Export Man and uh, his connections, most of who are in Red Can Man as well. So they've had a, they've had a bloody good trot. That uh, mm-hmm. that crew of um, Albany-based uh, racehorse owners. There. Yeah. So um, yeah, terrific uh, race for the juveniles last Saturday, and I think Export Man will be pushing on to the size in uh, next Saturday, the size produce stakes, which was the fourteen hundred meter contest, and. Um, and yeah, of course, we spoke about Dig Deep briefly and the Good Friday race meeting. Uh, they tell me it was a pretty good crowd actually on, on Good Friday. Course, People yeah. were marching in the gates when they opened up. Um, Nothing else is open. Yeah. You want to buy a beer, it's any place you can go, really. But um, we all had to sit and watch as the, uh, the champ Dig Deep just never saw daylight. How was it on course for you, Terry? Ah, uh, it was tough. It was a, uh, it was disappointing. I don't think um, a few people thought Clint could have done something different, but I thought he was just a victim of circumstances. I think at about the six eight hundred, it looked like Misty Lad was travelling better than Arctic Stream, but that's probably Ryan Hill's style of riding, where he um he sort of rides with a slightly looser rein than Chris Parnham, who was scrubbing up Arctic Stream. But uh, no, left in a pocket after that, unfortunately, and um, definitely a good thing beaten. But um, yeah, it's been an exciting campaign for Dig Deep. We've uh, Came in thinking it was okay and a reasonable racehorse and a, and a pretty good racehorse, but we've let, left it um, knowing he's probably a, a genuine chance in some of the big features later in the year. So uh, he'll have a little break now and come back for the Roma Cup, Belmont Sprint and uh, possibly the, the Hyperion. So the Wait for Age series will really probably um, tell us a story, I think, whether we can push forward to a sort of a railway stakes campaign with a degree of confidence or not. Yeah, I think it's a smart move going to the winter features as well. This time last year, we saw Media Baron win, I think, five out of six and Mm. took out the old Comrade stakes and he didn't really measure up or didn't really come back in the summer in those bigger races. But coming back in the winter off a bit of a freshen up at weight for age level, you'll be able to get a a real guide of Dig Deep's prospects. And if for whatever reason he doesn't measure up at that top level, there are races like a carbine club on on the railway stakes which is 1400 meters his pet distance set weights plus penalties so uh he'll certainly be figuring in the carnival at at some level and his group two win would have been off the book sets two years i think after you win it so (laughs) he'll uh fall into that (laughs) win them both can you back him up on the yeah i I hear you no longer complaining about the 20 rating points so terry now that he's established himself (laughs) never had a major (laughs) never had a major whinge about the 20 ratings points in all fairness we probably earned them Uh, how many points did uh, export man get i didn't look actually i didn't actually look at that um but we have to mention Medi Baron, David Harrison continues a dream run for Harrow. Mm. He's got his team going good. And Kira Yule, good yeah. uh, feature race victory for, for Kira, who's um, 10 out of 10 steer. Who's uh, obviously still trying to really burst her way into the, I guess, that top echelon of metropolitan riders, but continues to dominate on um, the provincial circuit. But uh, Kira's been um, getting a few Ascot winners recently, and uh, good luck to her. She's uh, doing a tremendous job. Um, but, Terry, there was some consolation for you, and uh, on Sunday, material witness. Oh, we're going to an Albany maiden now. Yeah. Is that how long the podcast has got? Well, I just thought we'd mention it, like uh, the, you know, it's, uh, did you dive in at the dollar thirty? No, did, no, did no I didn't dive. Oh, in what price 30. was it? Was was the trade in dollar thirty three? And I don't know what he was in running, but mm. um, it was funny. Adam's uh, voice 
memo voicemail to us uh, regarding his chances saying it should be a pretty painless watch so a little bit of pain in the watch I can tell you <laughs> that. So, um, yeah, trouble at one stage he certainly did um, he's, a, he's a horse with a stack of ability and that image keeper trial form has obviously stood up pretty well but yeah. um, he's not going to win many more races unless he can sort that out because he's going to lose them just um, missing kicks fighting like fighting Pikey and they're only fought Jade in the run so um, must yeah. have uh, must have learned a few tricks from this will test you hey? yeah I think so I, I think know, so did you hear what happened at trials no yeah. Oh, I saw her fall. Yeah, I'm, fall. I'm not sure what happened, but she, yeah, she dis, she, dis, dislodged uh, Mitchell Pateman out in the mm. gates and has to trial again a couple of times, I think, before mm. she can make her way back to the races. So, um, yeah, the horses, they can have all the talent in the world, but if they don't have that, exactly um, right. the mental uh, strength of um, maturity, then it, it makes winning races difficult. So, Michael was there at Albany on Sunday to see Lou Luciani and William Pike combined to win the Albany Cup. With Maricino, who was just absolutely truckloaded in betting, the cool. money was uh, huge, and he was fair, uh, fair enough too. Yeah, yeah, it really was. I think he was yeah. pitched in; it was weighted really well. Mm -hmm. The top weighted horses are just yeah, just about gone, aren't they? Those old, hit their mark. Those old yep. old timers, and uh, I think a few of these. Um, there's a few cups that are missed, I think, by some trainers. Like we'll, we might discuss an Narragin Cup a little bit later on, but uh, there's it's five or six horses going around in a uh, seventy thousand dollar race at Narragin. Yeah, and so it's just a little ratings race. As yeah, well, right? exactly. There right. are there's, so many cups around at the moment, though, that it's. Uh, it makes it a bit tricky, doesn't it? Then yeah. we have the Geraldton mm. Cup in a couple of weeks, obviously the Pinjarra Cup this Sunday. So it's an influx of cups. There's going to be fields at some stage which get neglected. You, we can't have stayers in, in all of the cups. No, yeah. exactly right. But, um, yeah, there's definitely some good opportunities for the sort of middle distance runners to uh, to snare one if they can if they can choose the right spot. I mean, you're probably going to see our idol, Mrs. Brown's boy, go around favourite in a $70,000 race um, on, um, on Saturday. So... Yeah, there's uh, definitely uh, some opportunities for some good placement at the moment. Yeah, um, might just be a bit of a – might just be having too much racing. I mean, the field's on Saturday a lot. Yesterday's final meeting of, of the Bunbury season was light on for yeah, numbers. There's just, there's just a lot going on and there's just not – yeah, the, the, the WA horse racing population has to be a concern for the higher-ups, I would have thought. Um, and, I mean, the strategy of the Pierce brothers, and I know we might work with Steve Wolf, just – buying horses getting numbers in your stable it's uh the people that are gonna there's gonna be a s sort of small amount of people who've got the majority of the horses and uh just a concern where how we're going to keep filling up these field sizes so interesting to see what uh the future holds but yeah i don't know maybe we're just too many race meetings but and uh the uh, it's just a concern to see the um the lack of of numbers especially when we're racing for such great stake money on Sad days as well. So big attraction today at the Geraldton meeting. Headline at uh, escalating. I saw first up from mm. your stable, Terry. <laughs> yeah, no, that'll um, yeah, that'll be exciting to see. You escalating. would have retained a share, wouldn't you? Uh, unfortunately, not, Michael. Well, actually, no. You know what? Fortunately, not. Um, we had we had enough pain there with escalating, but uh, no, good luck to the uh, the new owners. I uh, hope he runs many. He's more taken a while to show <laughs> up, hasn't he? Yeah, I hope he runs many more second and thirds for you <laughs> over the journey. <laughs> Now, uh, before we get started on the preview, we have to give a big salute to Her Majesty Arcadia Queen. Uh, what a blow to Australian racing um, with the, the news this week confirming that uh, Arcadia Queen had run her last race. She's been retired due to a tendon injury, uh, 16 starts, eight wins, four placings, almost $4 million in prize money. Um, just yeah, she was she was a potential world beater, and unfortunately, there was just circumstances throughout her 
career, I suppose, especially her four and five-year-old career that denied us just to see just how good she really was. We saw glimpses and had many, you know, memorable moments with her in such a short period of time. But there was, um, you just get get the feeling that there's just been a bit of a missed opportunity with uh, Katie Quinn and you get it, like, do horses like her come around again, even for a um, such a powerhouse operation as um, Peter's Investments? Thoughts, Michael? Well, it's scary to think $4 million in stake earnings, but it could have probably been double that yeah. if she had have had a clear crack at it. But he's just having such a wretched run. Uh, Bob Peters, I saw one of his quotes the other day. I think uh, he's lost, I think, five broodmares, a few yearlings, and now have, has to retire a horse like Arcadia Queen. So people are quick to say, uh, comment a lot on Peter's investments, but how much he loses behind the scenes and his whole operation, the costs and, and, no and the overheads, no nobody idea. would have any idea. Mm, yeah. Just just how big and how deep it, it was, especially with the number of broodmares that he has each year. There could be half a dozen that run through a fence that we don't know about and yeah. never even make it to the track. And uh, and the tendon programs, the rehabilita- re- uh, rehabilitation programs he has at Yalbra Stud there, uh, it, yeah, it's he puts a lot into it and... It's disappointing to lose such a flag bearer for WA. I think. Yeah, which yeah, I'm convinced she was a she was a world beater, Arcadia Queen, and went to Sydney to Chris Waller as a, a three year old filly, or maybe even four year old. I think actually four year old uh, mare. She won the Theo Marks first up, then ran in an Everest, started favourite in Everest, and then she was desperately unlucky in the uh, the Golden Eagle, almost fell, clipped heels, was beaten two lengths, and I think she suffered significant injuries in yeah. that race, which plagued her for a period of time and then bob peters at his property and the family operation they have there they had to put her back together again and managed to get her back to nurse her back to full health and she was trying two group ones transferred back to <laughs> team williams and yeah. she won a um she won a caulfield stakes and a mckinnon stakes and i'm convinced that you know she probably should have won the cox plate last year we just had no luck at all again almost fell got three wide line um wet track everything just went wrong for that so yeah it's just i'm so glad that we got to to see her in the flesh as well and just to see what a what a yeah you know, she's a hall of fame horse for mine but it's a, it's a shame that she didn't necessarily realize that the the full potential that she had you'd be better judge at this than me but do you think she'd be the best horse out of wa since northerly yeah, comfortably. Yeah, comfortably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, old comrade. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. Well, he, he beat Northerly, didn't he? He did. Yeah, but I think this horse was completely, you know, on a, on another level to Black Art Bar. To, we've to, had some good ones. We have, but yeah, the, for, did, yeah. It's it's all about you know potential, and we're sort of we're sort of hey list progressing. Probably not mentioned as much because uh, mm-hmm. and second to Black Caviar. Yeah, that's true. But we're, we're, Black Caviar and probably wins four more Group Ones. We're, we're projecting, but in terms of like, you know, she was scratched on the morning of the All Star Mile again this year, just as she was she was going to start favourite in that race. It's just just one of those almost careers where she just could have could have been, you know, uh, could have been anything. But she still um, accomplished so much though, didn't she? She, she, she did. She yeah. did. Still had an unbelievable career. And so. just just touching on Bob, I think he, we, he don't forget he lost truly great recently. Exactly. Nursing yeah. showman and um superstorm back from injury so there's um yeah while they win a hell of a lot of races and and that as michael said there's yeah there's um there's a lot of pain that goes in and stress that goes in with running such an operation as well especially when you you lose um and have dark days like this but then again he's fronting up on saturday with the favorite in the wtc derby i think he's chasing his 11th derby or something like that so things can turn around 11th wat 
derby. Right? And I think he's won an Australian derby as well. Yeah, Natasha won. I think he won a South Australian derby with Delicacy. It's Delicacy yeah. won, won the double. Peter Hall. Yeah, Peter yeah. Hall. Yeah. So uh, as we like to do here on the 1-1, one, one, let's um, – Let's uh, remember Arcady Queen in the best way possible and uh, relive her unbelievable Group 1 Kingston Town Classic win. Here we go. 1,300 left to travel. Over towards the back they go and great shot. Now taken on on the outside by Iconoclasm going up for a look for the front but he won't get there. Staples kicks up with great shot but boy, didn't the pace go on suddenly. Great shot led a half to three quarters. Iconoclasm now having to ease back. Three lengths away behind those to trap for fools. One Akinar star down on the inside next of all and being closely followed by the favourite Arcadia Queen. She's beautifully placed back there running fifth being followed by Material Man. Over on the inside at the 800 star exhibit being followed by Perfect Jewel. Gadding's back over on the inside. He's worse than midfield from Holy Snow. Mr. Seawolf three deep. Then came Galaxy Star back with Heart Starter. Prying Tom is the tail ender. As they come along by the 550 in the Kingston Town and Great Shot giving it a great shot in front. It's Great Shot three quarters iconoclasm. Ollie makes his move with Trap for Fool starting to work into it. Akinar Star's handy to the home corner. Behind those then came Arcadia Queen. She comes to the outside and sets after the leaders. Great shot, trap for fools. Pike hasn't really moved. Now he does. Look at her go, the three-year-old. Arcadia Queen swept up and grabbed the lead. Further back is Material Man. But the babies run right away from them. Arcadia Queen, he had a peep over the right shoulder. And she's going to blow them away and record a sensational win of the Kingston Town Okay, everyone, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview WATC Derby Day. BJ Ryan, Terry Layton, and our special guest, Michael Heaton. We are recording the 1 1 Your West Australian Racing Podcast. It's quarter past 11 on Thursday, the 8th of April. Geraldton, Crayfish Coast, up and running this afternoon, uh, WA Derby Day, as well as the rescheduled Narragin Cup Day on Saturday. And the weekend winds down with a Pinjara Cup this Sunday. Also, big thank you to last week's in-studio guest, Kieran Kevin Kev yes. Evans. He uh, he was a star, and uh, it was uh, yeah we had a lot of fun with with Kev. Um, that was uh, good stuff on our Caracatta Plate edition. You're welcome back anytime, mate. And um, it was also terrific to have Brittany Taylor back on the one one as well. Britt outlined the ins and outs of the new thoroughbred racing ownership initiative, the horse racing league which uh, Terry and I are both members of the WA Black Arts team. And um, Britt, of course, she is the ambassador for the WA Black Arts. So looking forward to seeing how that progresses. I did notice on Facebook during the week that the TRL, they were active at the Australian Easter yearling sale. Gee, they're going for some money over there, Michael. Don't know if you've been following that, but crazy, crazy money over at the- uh, Two and a half million dollars I saw one go for. Crazy stuff. Is that yours? No, Luke Fernie's, I think. He's, he's had his uh, hand in his pocket over there, hasn't he? <laughs> Luke Kyle, yeah. He's bought a couple. Yeah, he's putting his, putting his hand up. Um, so, yes, they've been – the Horse Racing League uh, team, they've been active at the English Easter sale, um, but and they are also in the process of securing two tried racehorses for the WA Black Arts to get up and running very soon, Terry. 
Yes, uh, make sure you stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the Mundaring Hotels, WA Racing, Mastermind and the Market City Meets Get Out Stakes competitions, as well as our Get Ready for the Launch Contest, uh, where we're giving away two tickets to the WA Blackhearts launch party, thanks to the Horse Racing League. And I think it was Riley Caparraro. It sure was. Kappa, yeah. Kappa. you beauty. Uh, it's Jezelenko, you beauty. Why did I think Kappa, you beauty? <laughs> Close. Work, yeah. Close. Uh, yeah, Kappa. Um, remember remember when, when, when you were a kid, when you played uh, like Pack? Oh, yeah, Kappa. Yeah. <laughs> I was always, I was I wonder, always the one on the I wonder room. if kids still yell out Kappa when they're taking taking. They're going to be lost. I don't know. I wonder if it's something that's just sort of carried through where... Uh, oh, yeah. a flying Ryan thing these yeah, days. Yeah, maybe. Flying. <laughs> yeah. That'd be interesting. Yeah, let's go play kick the kick later. Kick, yeah. Hear some youngsters and see what's going on. But uh, no, well done to Kappa. Uh, export man. What was the SP? About 23 bucks? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't too far off that. So uh, a couple of tickets to the uh, the Horse Racing League Blackhearts uh, launch party heading out to uh, to Kappa and we'll run the competition for which race today, BJ? I think we're going to do the the WATC. The Derby. Derby. Well, the yeah. Derby or the Derby. Derby, Derby. you prefer. But um, yes, no, looking forward to it. Okay. And also Kappa, Riley, Capararo sent me a photo on Twitter, which I'll publish later today of him climbing Bluff Knoll wearing his 1-1 hat. Oh. So it was outstanding from uh, from Riley. The 1-1 the hat is uh, – I saw it got worn proudly at uh, Ascot on Good Friday and now it's made, it, made its way all the way yeah, to the uh, top was, of Bluff um, Knoll. Oh, I forgot his name. It was Latham's uh, mate. Uh, Robbie Spence. Robbie yeah. Spence. That's yeah. It. yeah, I saw Robbie there actually as yeah. well with, yeah. the, uh, with the cap on. So yeah. um, it's it's really uh, – it's an all-purpose type of cap. You can <laughs> do podcasts in them. You can, uh, you can hike in them. You can drink beers in them. So, yeah, all-purpose. Different colours as well so you can mix, mm. mix and match exactly. depending on Make what the podcast great again if you want to wear the red one. <laughs> so, yes, uh, congrats, Riley. And, um, yeah, more information, as Terry said, will be uh, outlined throughout the preview. WATC – I'll go with you guys. WATC Derby Day. All right, I've, I've, I've finished um, rebelling. It's uh, it's Derby Day at Ascot this Saturday. Let's get cracking on the preview, Terry. Let's do it. All right, the rail is out in the five-metre position after being two last Saturday, I believe. Yeah. So out to five, we have uh, quite a warm day. I think it's going to be 30, 30-plus 30 on Saturday, and the winds are easterly. Significant easterlies or just mild easterlies, Terry? Oh, reasonably yeah. significant enough, yeah, yeah, 20 or so. Um, 30 degrees. Rain coming. It's, it's, it's interesting to know. It's when not, the, I didn't say that. When's five the to 15, No, 5 to 15 Sunday, 15 to 30 Monday. All I will say is... Uh, just be mindful in case that comes a little bit early. Yeah. We should miss it all. We should be fine. Um, and if the conditions do stick with the significant easterlies and the semi-warm day, um, you do not want to be getting back uh, at Ascot on have, Saturday. Have you seen the forecast for Pinjarra Sunday? Tell us. Tell me more. 20 to 40 mil of rain forecast. Oh, dear. That'll be fun. Are we racing scarp side? Scarp side, yes. Scarp side? How does the scarp side handle the... Uh, <laughs> Uh, what's the uh, what's the drainage like? First up, what's, the, what's the fertilizer program, Scarps? <laughs> oh, dearie, dearie, man. Now, before we, we go on. What, I didn't realize what, that and I was absolutely. What, are, what were your thoughts on um, the name, Scarps? I don't mind it. No. I haven't actually yeah, really thought, <laughs> thought about it, on it too much. Well, uh, You're not but, happy with it, are you, BJ? No, no, no not really. I thought we could have done better than that. I, um, I'm happy with the concept, happy with the fact that we've had investment in infrastructure and they've uh, um, basically got, given us a, a provided West Australian Racing with another, you know, um, metro track. So especially with Bunbury now in uh, recess as the redevelopment goes through there. 
However, uh, scar- maybe it's because of my braces. I don't know. I, I'm still wrapping my words it's around the, word the, the say, S. Right? So, but uh, I just didn't roll off the tongue for me. I just thought we had an opportunity to come up with something uh, cool and impactful. And I thought scalp side just fell a little bit short for me. But regardless, we'll be betting on it, no doubt. And uh, that'll be long forgotten once we get once 20 we get to 40. This is taking me by shock. I was very excited about the Pinjarra Cup. Thought we had a uh, thought we had an certainty. Now I'm feeling a little bit um, a little bit less enthused. So and data punters as well. Beware, there will be no mm-hmm. benchmarking, of course, with the new track in place. So we know you love your data, Terry. So yeah. you might I'm be in a very bit of bother happy, after very that. Very happy about that, actually, mate. Very happy about that. Those uh, those that no trust the eye, the first... those that trust the eye, can. Um, yeah, they'll be coming to the fore in meetings uh, following uh, following this little set. So. Where are you at with data at the moment? You have a bit of a love-hate type relationship. No, it's all hate. Yeah. It's all hate. So uh, I do all my form without the data. Um, crank the markets without the data. Um, so when you say data, what are you referring to? GCX. Speed figures or ratings? Uh, or Ratings. Ratings, yeah. yeah. Rate, ratings. Um, and I have found trying to use the data, it just isn't my strength. Like someone like Crip, he's, he's a genius with the data yeah, and analyzing Crips, it yep. all, coming up with his numbers, blah, blah, blah. That's, that's never been my thing. And I think I had a bit of a lull there for a while where I was trying to utilize it at, at the same time as my form. So what I do now is we'll create my own markets to all my form without looking at the data, but then I'll go back and the data tells you where the money's going to come, which horses are going to be supported. So if I price one 250, it goes up 280 and I can see it's the big data horse, I'll take the 280. But if I say it's not the data horse, I'll wait and take the late 354 bucks so i'm more using it when i time my bets rather than um doing my form just on that there was a couple of in good, the country i don't use it at all uh just on that there was a couple of good movers last saturday was yep. that forecast via the data as uh, well which one today um billy ain't silly yes yeah yep, requisition really yeah requisition. Uh, requisition was yes requisition yep. was yep i guess marachino would have been no marachino would have i didn't say so, again yeah, i don't yeah, use it yeah, just coming out of a really hot yep. race yeah yeah yep. yep. So yeah, Narachino was more the fact that you couldn't really pinpoint a clear second favourite either. So it was sort of the money had to come somewhere, and Pikey was travelling down to Albany for one reason only. So yeah, yeah, um, interesting, very interesting stuff. Uh, there are many ways to 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 do the form, and I think we all do it a little bit differently mm-hmm. here, the three of us. So this preview should be a bit of fun, and let's get rolling. Race one is the Tap Touch West Speed Platinum Autumn Series Heat Number Two, uh, kickoff for the nine race card eleven fifty eight. AM. Our guest, Michael Heaton. Uh, would you like to start us off? Best of the day, I think, in the first. To, oh, to, drop on the mic. <laughs> just to kick off proceedings, I think it's hopefully we can get a bit of money to uh, start the day off. I like City Circle here for Neville and Chris Parnham, uh, rated best for me, but finally drawn a barrier. You look at uh, her recent, recent starts as I get this back up last uh, barrier eight, barrier nine, eight, ten, eight, eight, eight. Her last seven starts. Finally drawn gate three here. Uh, backs up off seven days behind after finishing second to requisition last start. Clocked the fastest last furlong. And the last time she backed up off seven days, she finished uh, fourth to who was it? Riverbow. Riverbow. Uh, finished behind Riverbow, Mood Swings, Cramden in a 66 plus. Now she's just in a restricted West Speed Platinum 57 plus. Ticks a lot of, uh, sorry, I've got a bit of chocolate egg in my mouth still and I'm trying to get out from, from <laughs> earlier. I have another one to wash it down. <laughs> I don't know which one of the six it was, but I'm removing that. Uh, so, yeah, it ticks a lot of boxes for mine and I think Chris has a few options here as well. If he doesn't lead, he should be able to get a lovely run just behind and for mine, I thought she was a, a bit of a standout in a pretty thin race. 
I don't reckon I have any more to add to that. Um, probably the one thing I can say is that the previous time she went off seven days, she was held up the entirety of the straight and would have won as well. So, yeah. and I think she ran um, third. The you, other one, you were. Uh, no, hey. And she ran third. I think the other, yeah, the yeah, other one. It's a, it's a fairly solid record the whole way back. Uh, I think um, Michael has absolutely middle of that. I'm expecting it to probably lead actually as well and hold yeah. out Michelle Mabel, who isn't the most nimble beginner, and I think will go better up to the 1400. Um, one thing I will say, if it does rain and the rain does come hard, Michelle Mabel will be suited in that sense. But uh, no, City Circle very close to my best as well. I think might. Clean sweep. Michael pinched pinched me best bet. Oh. Uh, no, I, uh, I'm with Michael and Terry. I think we can all get off to a fly here. I think City Circle just wins. That last Saturday's performance for her to keep coming at requisition who just got <laughs> somehow found its somehow found its way to the front on a um That was odd, wasn't it? Yeah, it was found its In way to the front. In a race full of speed. Yeah, it was incredible stuff. And um so Brad Rewilla just didn't want to lead, but everything else just kept retreating and he just sort of found himself there. Uh, the rail was the place to be. In front was a good place to be on the day and requisition one, but City Circle was able to come from midfield pairing, uh, uh, sort of angling out and really hit the line with force. Uh, this looks a sweet setup for City Circle, quick backup. Good draw. Everything that Michael said, City Circle was just about my best of the day as well. 1,100 metres should be Bang better as well. Yeah. yeah. It was just – it was funny because it was very hard to mark a second favourite. Like you think Fiery Water is the obvious second pick, probably lands back of City Circle if uh, City Circle does lead. Um, but they faced each other uh, at Fiery Water's last outing and it got the cut up and City Circle was still probably stronger on the line just about. So, um, yeah, very difficult to see Fiery Water. Yeah, I thought Fiery Water goes up in – Yeah, probably. 1,200 looking yeah. for, for for mine, waiting for Fiery Water at 1,200. So, yeah, I think we're uh, we're across the board there in all in agreements in the uh, in the opening event of WATC Derby Day. Race two is the Pepsi Max handicap graduation, sixteen hundred metres, just the seven runners to face the field. Um, as we spoke about, rail in the five metre position, hot day, easterlies are blowing. Speed maps will be critical. Terry, who who've got. Have got the map playing out in this small graduation handicap. Well, that's the the key to this race. First of all, you were a Pepsi Max or a Coca Cola man, Michael. Uh, if you were gonna, if you were gonna dabble into a soft drink, Coke, Coke Zero, mate. Coke Zero, Coke no sugar, Coke no sugar. Yeah, I oh, know. You, yeah, I'm not a big Pepsi Max fan at all. No, Pepsi Max Coke. is all right. Yeah. It's a bit of a change up, but yeah, Coke no yeah. sugar. No, not not big on the Pepsi at all. Definitely Coke for me. Kombucha man, by any chance? No, definitely not a kombucha no, man. Are you no. surprised? I would have picked Terry would for you? a kombucha. Yeah, yeah. Really? I thought you would have been all over the kombucha. Yeah. yeah. That surprised me. Gut no. health, yeah. but um, well, a uh, refreshing beverage at the same been time. Here on a Sunday morning, there's not much gut health, I'll tell you what. <laughs> uh, interesting speed, Matt Michael, uh, here. Um, the big question is uh, from the widest gate, what do they look to do with standout rows? Mm. My feel, and uh, this should definitely be, the move and whether it is or not I'm not entirely certain is they should be looking to go forward and trying to land in the breeze or perhaps tucking in behind Rogues Point and um, Lord Lonsdale who are drawn five and six um, but it should be an aggressive road from standout rows and from there the race should just about be over I think um, if they go back she can still win it but um, I wouldn't want to be on um, and I will be on so I am very much of the opinion they are will you try willing, to forward. Are you willing Fishy to Bruce. Yeah. I'm willing. I'm willing. Bruce and Fishy. Me and Fishy. We had a tough time recently. Yeah. To be honest, we've um, 
Yeah, I've been uh, – yeah, we've had a tough little uh, relationship lately, me and Jace. But um, if you go to Standout Rose, last run, last campaign. He's flying campaign, at the moment, yeah. He is. Yeah, he is. It's funny. When he wrote a winner and I was on it, I was only on it for the place, Lunar Impact, as I've uh, as I detailed last week. But um, he is flying at the moment. I'm just uh, – I'm just mistiming my uh, my jumps with him, unfortunately. But um, no, I think they were all forward and land outside of Lord Lonsdale. And you um, okay. I think that's what they should be definitely doing. Yeah, I they, think they, he'll be going back. Yeah, I yeah. Going back. They went forward. Uh, so you look last start and you go, okay, didn't jump all that well. Landed in sixth or seventh. There were five or six leaders in that race. There were five or six really really quick horses. Uh, you go to the start before they had me and Taz Glasgow girl and didn't jump all that well again, but couldn't muster from an inside gate with a race full of speed. This race doesn't have much speed. Um, Notorious one stands there, vintage stock. Sluice Box and Eurasia all won't want to lead. So you've got Lord Lonsdale who missed the kick badly and does muster into mm -hmm. it. You've got Rogue's Point who looked a lot happier last start with a sit. So I think if they do a very, very simple speed map, they'll see that from the widest gate, they can muster, do a bit of work, get to the breeze within a couple hundred metres and um, they won't see her again. But the risk is... They jag, go back to last with the easterly, and mm. uh, you set yourself a task. But they should be going forward, and they won't lose the race. Yeah, I hear what you're saying about Lord Lonsdale. Uh, I do like Brad Rewilla going so do on. I. Uh, I think uh, I think he can get this horse to begin, find the rail in front. Rogue's Point as well was <laughs> was that written by Peter Hall? Still really yeah. Lucy about rode that. the big plunge horse. That's why. Right. Okay. Yeah. So Lucy going back on. He did sit outside leader in a similar race two starts ago. I think mm -hmm. the race won by Fishy on. Dapara, Dapara, is that right? Yep. Uh, any old the race price? the other day was only twelve hundred meters, but I think he ran fourteen. But yeah, um. yeah. And uh, I, get, I get the feeling somebody might have been on there, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Riley Morgan's horse as well, Rogue's Point. Riley oh, Dot. Oh, it is. Yeah. It is too. Oh, good luck to Dot. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure it's frustrating, not only. Uh, Michael Heaton, but connections, including Riley Morgan as well. Tell you what, six days, 1,200 to 1,600. That's a little Jay Warwick type of oh, setup, isn't it? It's, uh, it's, a, um, it's, got, it's got JT Warwick written all mm. over it. So I never really envisaged Terry's map. I'm interested and I'm listening to what he has to say. And I do feel as though if they do. do Bruce Watkins listens? No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. First thing Thursday, six o'clock. No, I reckon just refreshing be, I reckon be a Friday morning track work kind yeah, of guy. Okay. Yeah, yep. Yep. A bit like me. Mm. Like a, I might even have like the little mobile Bluetooth setup sort of thing that he just sort of walks around with. So uh, I never really considered standout rows to go for it. I just assumed Jay Whiting, sticky draw would probably be conservative. First start at a mile. First start at a mile, three-odd filly. Black for us, really. Um, mm. So for that reason, I've got Lord Lonsdale leading them up, Rogue's Point outside leader. I think Eurasia can kick up, hold leaders back. Notorious One is an interesting runner. Does he jump? What does he do? He's just a bit of a pain in the ass horse, really, isn't he? Probably the race he can miss <laughs> yeah. the kick and still muster up into because um, only seven in it as well. But so. the, the other day he was like on heels, off heels, held up in traffic. He would have won if he yeah. got through. Same as Tin Snip, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was a um, tough watch if you were on. Got a lot of ability. But I notice he goes out early before the rest of the field. Doesn't parade, Michael. A notorious one. Yeah, he's another. So, yeah, so. He didn't actually, after back his him, first. Back him at your own risk, I think. <clears throat> at his first win, he wouldn't come in the yard either. Yep. I think they had to unsaddle him on the track. That's right, yes. Uh, so back him at your own risk. Uh, got stacks of talent, just not quite there mentally yet. Yeah, for that reason, I settled on Eurasia. Lord Lonsdale leads, kicks, hopefully um, pinches some separation from the breeze horse, perhaps Rogue's Point. 
this allows Peter Nucky to kick up, follow, peel and get the last crack. So I think um, that's the way that I saw the race playing out. And I thought Eurasia suited coming back to a mile. I don't think his 800 meter run was too bad the other day off 28 days. So yeah, that's the way I come up with it. Question, they go forward and they're in the breeze with standout rows. Is that the horse you'd want to be on? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. Yeah, this was hopefully, they're, hopefully they're listening. Yeah, well, they're, hopefully they're listening. So this, I've, I've taken some of the three seventy early. Won't be going again. Yeah. The current price. And before we move on, one thing I should have asked you guys. I think a lot of the races today, there's things I definitely want to be on, but the prices aren't can't, aren't currently there, and everything's price sensitive. So before we move on, race number one, what price city circle are we thinking is a backable price? Because it's currently two fifty two sixty, which is around my mark. Yeah. Um, what do we need for a bet? I was two sixty. Yep. Yeah. I was 270, so I'd be wanting obviously more than that. Yep. Okay, cool. I was 260. So we're, we're bang on um, in the grants here. But I think that's the key point with today's meeting is so while I'm tipping standout rows, I'm $2.60 standout rows. It's currently $2.40. So it's I was, not as uh, I was 350 standout yeah. rows. You're yeah. thinking it's going back. That's that's the thing though. And I've probably marked it in that way, which is um, obviously a, a big risk on my behalf. But um, yeah, I think this this meeting is really about getting those prices late and, and probably u- utilizing Betfair in that sense. Yeah, uh, yeah. So for me, Eurasia, I was uh, five dollars Eurasia. I think best available at the moment six. Michael, yeah, really low confidence race for me. I had standout rows last, so a bit of a penalty there. There was uh, I had notorious one and standout rows equal four dollar favourites with Eurasia six dollars, Sluicebox six dollars as well. So not much confidence there. But if standout rows was to go forward, like you're saying terry then that all of a sudden changes that a little bit but notorious one not really a horse for mine he rated clear best in this race but again jemmy's second up mile not really a second up mile type of stable and coming out of such a slowly run race first up and where he wasn't even let off the bridle i don't know if he'll probably be a run or two short for that but i thought uh, he probably box seats and gets all the favors in the run and uh if if he gets the right splits, I thought he would be the horse to beat with standout Rose settling last, but not a great deal of confidence either way. I love hearing how different people do form. That's really interesting. Yeah, you look at the fact that he's second up at the mile and he didn't really have a hard hit out first up and whether Only it if, if it was from that. No, Grace, I mean, Williams or, or Justin yeah. Warwick or again, Jemmy's a more sprinting stable, not really second yeah. up mile type of trainers and the horse is coming out of a really, really slowly run race. And mm. uh, I really yeah. like that. I thought you would have found Lord Lonsdale, to be honest. No, I think Lord Lonsdale will find the top. But I said, I'm if, if we're sitting here saying, geez, if standout Rose goes forward, I want to be on. You know, yeah, I want yeah. to be on. Surely they surely the, the state will think the same thing. They've drawn seven to seven. It's, it's first or last, or second or last, probably. Yeah. Um, with a chance of tucking in. There could be a chance of tucking in on Rogue's point. Um so if we're thinking that, then maybe they're thinking the same he thing. He might just do a river bow and sit three deep and win. Yeah. He could he she could sit three deep and win, and she could win from last as well. She's capable of doing both. Nice um, horse, isn't she? Do you not yeah. turn me off, Lord? Lonsdale. I think we're overrating Lord Lonsdale on the colours and his racing style. His two wins have been over Sea Champ and Trade Fair Express. Yeah. It's I think he's the form lines are pretty ordinary. Yeah, I agree. We yeah. need to see a bit more from Lord Lonsdale second up at the mile after missing the kick. And I thought the trial was ordinary before that too. But um He's yeah. going to be suited though. Brad's a big mm. positive here, yeah. but uh, he can win without me. That's he's, fine. he's a he's going to be suited though. I yeah. think. Um, yeah, I was looking at the form lines last time as well. I was like, oh, really? Yeah, not quite sure about that. But I think you've got to add a little bit, um, add a little bit on uh, to Lord Lonsdale because he finds the rail in front. And that's probably going to be the place to be early on the day. So. Massively, yeah. Yeah. All right, race three moving through the program that's WATC 
Derby Day for 2021. We have race three, the Cool Ridge Handicap, a three-year-old contest for over 1,200 metres. We see a listed winner returning in Kalaroo. We've got some nice up-and-coming types, three of which all won on the same day at Ascot on March 24. They are Captain Chaos, Houses, Serenity, and Let's Cut Loose. Got some interesting riding bookings as well. And, of course, again, with the uh, hot day, Eastley wins, the, the map will be all important. I noticed, Michael, that William Pike has opted to ride Let's Cut Loose ahead of Houses, Serenity. Pikey the Wizard, he won on both of those fillies uh, for Simon A. Miller. Uh, when was that? 17 days ago. So he's gone for the former $290,000 yearling purchase. Let's cut loose the daughter of Exceed and Excel. So I imagine that is uh, – I haven't had a good look at the odds. I, reckon, I imagine that's how the odds have come Yeah, out. I reckon that might have something to do with the fact Digby manages Peter Nucky. Nucky yep. rides for that set of owners a bit and Pikey rides for the Walsh. I, I was that a pickup ride maybe for Pike? Potentially, yeah, potentially. That's I, I didn't um, necessarily put it down to Pike's choice, but it could well could be Pike's choice. I don't think there was a huge amount um, between them. Between them, but yeah. Um, yeah, that's the way I came up with it. Uh, it'd be interesting to hear what Simon had to say in that sense. Yeah, so let's cut loose. Was three wide, no cover. Uh, first up over twelve hundred meters. As I said on March twenty four, that was from gate five. Flicker's chance held the lead and. And there was another horse, uh, I think it was Famous Journey from um, Jimmy Taylor Sable, who was a breeze horse, which kept Let's Cut Loose out in that three wide line. Still managed to find a way to win. Wasn't a very um, fast race at all, but from two, uh, quick beginning, you imagine Let's Cut Loose will have a crack for to lead these up. Simon Emily, yeah, surely. With Pike on, mm. Mm. I, I, thought it, uh, I thought it would box seat. Okay. Critical attitude. Uh, sorry, I'll Being get this ridden back like uh, guts to get across. Would you want to get crossed by a fixed chance? Uh, this was, tell you what, this was a race. I did my market and yeah. I my notes below my market. I talk about my own confidence in the race. I said I got no idea. Yeah, yeah this, this map just, was uh, really messy. I wouldn't be surprised if Captain Chaos found found the front, but crit, mm -hmm. uh, critical altitude. That was a really, really fast run race that uh, that, that, one, yeah. that it led up last start more mm -hmm. than seven lengths above average. Then you go to uh, let's cut. Loose's race that was seven lengths below average. So in terms of that, you would expect uh, critical attitude to have more speed. I'm interested to see what the market does here, though, because the market usually points to, to usually yeah. points to Pike, but then it also usually uh, goes for for the speed. And let's cut loose is coming out of quite a slowly run race compared to some of the others here. Uh, but for mine, I landed on Captain Chaos. I thought whichever way this race is run, if if uh, the first two don't uh, get to the front, Chris can probably lead. If not, he's outside the leader. If not, he's 1-1. So either way, I thought that he could probably land in a nice spot and looks really progressive, Captain Chaos. Yeah. And that uh, run the other day was uh, quite good. And I think who came out of that race maybe and ran? Noble Reflection. Noble oh, reflection. ran second yesterday. That Richardson form lunch. Yeah, yeah no, no, actually, so I take that back. Yeah, had a great, that great carriage celebration day at Bunbury yesterday. It certainly was, wasn't it? Well done, Greg. Yeah. Uh, Calaroo, interesting runner. Probably said it was last, though, you'd expect mm. from the draw and be finishing off. Good trial. Good trial. Rock Magic and Floyd. That was a really good trial. Mm. Uh, and outside of that, I, yeah, I was Captain Chaos on top. And I think Bragwell might be able to run a race as well. No luck so far, this preparation, probably three back the fence. And 
Uh, the drop back to 1,200 metres. Not sh entirely sure if that suits, but no luck first up off the track. Second up uh, didn't really get out in that same race as Notorious one, whether that's going to hold up or not, but mm. we'll soon find out. But I think we'll get all the favours in the run and probably goes around over the odds. Bragwell? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, look, I think uh, Captain Chaos and Let's Cut Loose, the two I marked, equal favourites. Captain Chaos has been given two 10 out of 10 rides, but the Holy Ghost, Noble Reflection, Oceanic Rider, even Starlift was six lengths further back, came out and won. So Proceeds of Crime was nine lengths further back and came out and won. So even though that's just a maiden, uh, it's a pretty good Form 1 maiden with the distances it, that... It, uh, it rated well too. It rated extremely well, and so did the uh, the win over Holy Ghost. So were two 10 out of 10 steers, though, which needs to be remembered. But um, no, no huge opinion here. Really interested to watch it. Um, um, Calero's weight earned already. The rest of them have weight uh, to earn. So they're probably the ones weighted to win the race. But um, purely pike, good gait, no weight, horse on the rise, expensive purchase. I'll put Let's Cut Loose on top, slightly above my price at the 450, 460. But uh, I won't be getting involved here, guys. Uh, I was $4, Let's Cut Loose. And I thought we Solomon A. Miller might just wind back the clock here and just uh, lead on this filly. Um, even though that's not necessarily Pikey's one wood. Depends how much pressure Stevie comes across with critical yeah. critical altitude from yeah. eight. There'll only be one plan there. Up to the 1,200 was a 1,000. As Mike said, they went seven lengths quicker at the 1,000, so you'd think it's going to have the speed to go with them. It's just about whether Pikey will say, all right, sit in the breeze or um, I'll run him along. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. He's got the choice, hasn't he? He's got the choice, yeah. yeah. And um, and also like, maybe even Flickers. Flicker's chance might might kick up as well and make make things uh, interesting. So watch that replay early. Yeah. Um, let's cut loose. Was a far quicker first 50, 60 yeah. meters. It was yeah. only restrained because of the gate. Yeah, there'll be a three wide line whichever way this race is run. Should on. be. Yeah, uh, I'd, I'd expect. I thought, I thought I wanted to find Captain Chaos. I must be honest. I um, I did play against him second up. I look. I thought Holy Ghost might be able to tag Captain Chaos and. Get over the top of him that day. I think there was a cutaway in play that particular day. Probably should have tagged him. Probably yeah. should have got over the top of him. Um, him. So I was – but my, on my map, I thought Captain Chaos might end up sort of a little bit sticky. Um, maybe a pair further back than Michael predicted. So, um, again, it's the, the early – the early decision making from these jockeys is is going to be so crucial in these small fields, especially with the the expected pattern. I just thought I thought it was between the two Miller fillies actually. Let's cut loose Houses Serenity. Let's cut loose if it can somehow lead or or um, hold up there. Houses Serenity is drawn outside, so either can either follow. Let's cut loose, or it's got a little bit of gate speed. Might be able to hold a position as well. I thought her wind to to get over the top of critical altitude was was pretty good and her Pinjara 1,000-metre trial prior to that was excellent. So she's returned a superior horse than she was last campaign. So for me, I was tossing up between the two Miller horses, Let's Cut Loose, Houses Serenity, and I've settled on William Pike, Gate 2, Let's Cut Loose, $4. I think currently best available is about $4.60, $4.80. So that's the way I'll be going. But again, it's a market could do anything, funny little race. Mm. And um, we'll see how the races one and two play out from a uh, from a track pattern point of view. Yes, race number four, the Crown Perth Plate over the eleven hundred meters for the youngsters, the Karakata uh, Constellation for featherweight potentially. Uh, Michael, who have you uh, who have you found here? Oh, I'm just looking at it for the first time right now. This, oh, uh, two year old race, old handball it over to BJ. BJ yeah, is our two-year-old specialist. Pretty keen featherweight. I think this is all 
alongside uh, City Circles. We, the best of we the had day. a chat. I don't know who was on the podcast yeah, or off air, but we were going to. Um, well, I, I was. If Featherweight drew a hole, once it drew eighteen, I wasn't. But I would have tipped it for the Karakata. Thought yeah. the run was equal to. Um, Export man, last yeah, start. So really good. Danny Morton's a whole, uh, a trainer. I trust, um, trust very much. So uh, every run, I mean, had to go back uh, from the widest gate after jumping first in the Perth Stakes behind his gold was huge. Led them up in a race dominated by horses with cover behind Leewa and Pixie Chicks in the Supremacy, and uh, even on debut parked on Pixie Chicks's back, and um, that horse was just too strong when she was able to get a soft lead. So um, Chris can either ride. You can either ride this like the best horse lead go forward. And I reckon it's race over. If something does come and take him on or something kicks up or it does turn out differently, he can take a sit and probably still win it too. So yeah. you've got I, – I think he can probably lead him up, but um, he doesn't have to. And either way, I think he, he wins. Yeah, I thought rising commodity might come across lead and that leaves uh, featherweight outside leader. Um, it's, it's also about horses like Electric Rose from 13. Does Steve go mad with it and try and find the breeze? Yeah, so doubtful. Chris hands yeah. up. But the way, the way I count, usually I'm, you know, I go deep into my speed maps. I wasn't all that perturbed re-speed map. I think he'll go forward, look for the lead if possible. If yeah. not, he'll find a spot. I think he wins from the lead. I think he wins from a spot. As long as he, as long as things don't go horribly wrong yeah. um, and ain't no other man or Kira's right, awesome ride, we'll get a really soft one from one or two. Um, I think he just wins and it comes down to a question of, of Price again, BJ, and what have you come up with? This is the problem for me. They're they're all at a very sticky mark. Yeah, um, I was two fifty featherweight. What is he? You should. This is incredible. So your last four prices were two fifty featherweight, four dollars. Let's cut loose and two sixty city circle. Yeah. Identical. Really? Identical. Yeah. All to about ninety five percent. But yeah, yeah identical markets. So. Okay. How's that? So it's currently about two sixty. Oh, bang on. I thought. Sorry, I, th- I thought it opened. Did it open up a bit better than that? Nah, no. Brad, Brad went up two twenty, which I think was fair at hundred and. What is Brad Gop at about a four hundred percent market? So, um, yeah, no, I thought that was uh, I thought that was pretty fair, but uh, never know. Maybe a little bit of money for ain't no other man. Um, again, talking about data and to about like go back to City Circle quickly. That's one that could even trade a little bit longer because it wasn't a huge data horse and horses like Warbler and Fifari Water had far better sort of peaks um, yep. in recent times, which was quite interesting. But um, yeah, in a capacity field like this, there might be some probably better off asking you, Beige, any expensive purchases. Because often the purchase price of a horse can mean there's money for that horse, and I think that's why we saw escalating Michael get backed so many times because it had 160k price tag next to his uh, name. Well, well, well the, spent the, the first start, first starter's uh, written exceed was an eighty thousand yep. dollar yearling, but its uh, trial form has been okay. I think Brad, just to Brad, see how it goes. Yeah, yeah he likes it. He's drawn twelve. Yeah, okay. He's drawn twelve uh, with Paul Harvey on the saddles in the saddle, so can't map it. Can't 13 really. horse field, all it takes is a push for yep. one of them yep. to start a little bit shorter. Say, ain't no other man stains holding the stays firm in the market. Next thing you know, you've got your three bucks featherweight and you're um you're laughing. So yeah, I'm with Terry with this. I think he does he can lead outside leader, find a spot. I think featherweight's got a bit of a class edge on these. Uh from all reports, if he wins on Saturday, Dan Moore's keen to back up in the size and he's got to be a winning chance in that as well. Mm-hmm. His um, as you said, his run was on a par with Export Man in the um, in the Perth Stakes the other day, and prior to that, his Supremacy Stakes was performance was excellent. All the form around him reads well. I think this is going to be a really really nice horse in time for the weight, and I reckon he's going to uh, break through for his first victory this Saturday. Pretty keen. Yeah, I'm keen too. All right, BJ, uh, Michael, grab your pen out. It's uh, it's now time for the Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind Competition. 
That's right, Terry and Michael. The Mundaring has been the heart of the hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. I know Michael's been up there with his lovely partner, CC, and checked out the uh, – Beautiful palmy there. Yeah, good palmy. haven't uh, been on the deck yet, though. Yeah. I'm to check that out. Yeah. Pretty well, big, they tell me. Yeah. <laughs> it's a – I'll tell you what, it is a big deck and um, it is uh, – there's I'll keep CC away from that. There's <laughs> feeds. There's plenty on offer up at the Mundaring. Feed, flutter, frothies, uh, family atmosphere. Uh, if you get a chance, if you're in the neighbourhood, drop in, see the publican in Butchie O'Connor. Make sure you uh, let him know you're a one-one listener and have a good racing chat with him. He is one of the characters of the game is Butchie. So congratulations to our episode 70 mastermind winner, Troy Overstone. Overstone, congratulations, Troy. A $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring is in the mail. He nailed all four questions, character plate theme questions correctly on last week's edition. So well done, Troy. To be crowned this week's mastermind, you will need to answer the following four questions. Terry and Michael. Four questions. Let's uh, let's get this show on the road. Stiff competition this week from Michael, I reckon. Question one. Who ran second to Regal Power in the 2019 WA Derby? First okay. in best rest. I, I gave that one, gave yeah, that one to Terry because I knew he'd know that that's like, a gift. immediately. Uh, question two. Name the last non Saracen White WATC Derby winner. The last non. Yep. Gee, I was looking at this the um yesterday. This isn't the answer. I'm just gonna write oh. that one down because I know that one a while ago. I reckon um, I know that. Michael is uh yeah, he's firing on all cylinders. I don't know if you'll know this, Michael, but if you'd done your uh if you'd done your history, you should. Question three Who rode Chartreuse? to win the 2010 WATC Derby. Nah. Hint for the guru, he has a ride in this in this year's edition. So a one in 12 chance, one in 10 chance or yep. so. Um, Chartreuse was trained by David Hayes, I believe. So question number four, Luke Nolan, uh, the uh, jockey of Black Caviar, Black Caviar fame, Luke Nolan, champion hoop in his uh, in his day. He won the 2009 WATC Derby aboard Marcus Maximus. Who was the trainer, Victorian trainer? Oh, God. I'm no Jeez. good once we cross the ball. I haven't got a clue. I couldn't name three Victorian trainers just about. What years? Oh, nine. He, uh, I was in year 12 in 2009. He, he, I'll give you a He retired and has made a recent comeback to the training ranks. All right, BJ. Oh, yeah. That that definitely got one. That clue might have helped me. One and four. One and four? Yeah, the clue was a giveaway. Four. Four out of four. Oh, yes. yes. Four out of four. Well done. Back. Well, and now I feel, now I've seen the answer for number so that's two. Why I Mike, feel like a bit of a goose. Michael's, that's why Michael's okay. got all the big gigs. I've gone for number two. What? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I didn't know. Well, I couldn't think of one. So if you want to enter, if you want to enter the WA Racing Mastermind competition, send your entries via direct message to at the one one pod on Twitter. Uh, all four questions correctly, and you can be in the running for that 
much sought after $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring Hotel. Terry. All right, race number five, the Amelia Park Handicap over the mile. Uh, interesting race, really looking forward to the return of Cockney Crew. Um, I, I feel for Kieran here because I would have loved to have uh, found a race where there was just no real challenger for the top and Cockney Crew could have uh, had it his own way out in top. and um, Narragin Cup. Just a, and how well, no, because he would have found it running to Saucy Jack oh, of in the Narragin Cup as well. Do you know where he should have gone? Well, he probably not should have gone because it's a lot longer race, but the Pinjarra Cup would have actually, if he was fit enough, and that's obviously a major query because um, he would have been able to leave that on his ear, yeah. um, I'd suggest. But uh, Michael, first of all, speed map wise, that's funny as Cockney Crew. What are we expecting to happen here? Because this is the entirety of the race for mine. It's and Uncle Lino as well. I don't think Uncle Lino or Greek Boy, my Greek Boy, have got the speed. I don't think my Greek Boy does, but. Gee, when was the last time Uncle Lino didn't lead? He'll he'll be pushing forward anyway. Mm -hmm. Is is more my point. Whether yep. he finds the rail or not, he'll be uh, handlebars down. I thought Cockney Crew would lead, and that's funny as Breeze, uh, either Breeze or uh, One One, and Uncle Lino comes around to, to the Breeze. Okay. One of those two options. Either way, I I didn't think that's funny as would be leading, but. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, remains to be seen. But Cockney Crew, off that recent trial, geez, he's pretty bloody fast and with the blinkers on as well. Yeah, it'll be interesting what uh, – because I think after he got cooked in the detonator – It was just think, the wrong race for him that day, especially oh, with Trapper Falls in it. it was, there was 15 horses in the race and 13 of them were leaders. I think Wrinkley settled 11th or something. Yeah, and it was just – out of his weight division and mm. it, yeah he could have probably gone to a nicer option since then but i've really liked his recent and, trials and the way the race panned out too was a disaster it really. was, it was like yeah. super high pressure so that's the thing i think if if maddie and that's funny as because every single one of that's funny as his wins have been a long way above benchmark to the team they've been really scooting along so i reckon maddie will be um It'll wanting be. the top and surely It'll then jay kieran will say to jade um let it go and then pop to the, i i personally don't think uncle line can go with these too early um that last start when it led it was because inflation missed the kick and there was no other speed in it but it is a horse that traditionally does go pretty quick but i think I think they might be willing to sit out the speed battle and park in behind them with the outside draw on the other two. But that, um, yeah, that remains to be seen. But uh, it wouldn't surprise me if, if Kieran's instructions to Jade are let that's funny as go and then pop to the breeze perhaps. Well, the last thing you want is Cotton and Crew to have another gut buster at the races. Like he's had so many setbacks. He's had um, interrupted preparation. Yep. He had that um, pressure cooker last start in the detonator. I'm with you. I think let, let that's funny as lead and Cockney Crew stalk or, or sit outside it. Yeah, yeah I, I think so. I, I, th I think the first thought will be go forward and try mm. to lead. And if Maddie's happy sitting in the breeze and Maddie lets you have the top, then yeah, yeah. stick up top. But um, yeah, and I think the moment, if, if they do hand up really easily, I think it's race over to that's funny as just about. Um, there's no reason he shouldn't be winning again, really. A um, little bit dirty myself for not taking... Brad's price this morning, the 350. 350. 350, yeah, yeah, a little bit dirty. I marked him three bucks just because there was that doubt about the map. And um, if he does take a city, uh, that's funny. as a completely different horse and not one I'd probably want to be on. Or if he doesn't find the rail, even the breeze, I think it's a different race. But I, I went into this looking at if they do kick up and they, they get into a war of attrition from the 600, 
who's going to be the one to like be the last man standing and get past him? I thought Adornment doesn't have the match fitness. Uh, Mankind's a query at the mile. Um, my Greek boy can run a cheeky race, but isn't good enough to be winning this. Uncle Ino, the same thing, uh, isn't good enough to be winning this. Mackenzie Brook doesn't have the race fitness. Friars gets too far back. Mm. If it drew a gate, it's one I'd consider because it, it races well off these 40, 50 day breaks. Um, Bogart looks the one, but then you go back and watch Bogart's last 100 verse. That's funny as when they met a fortnight ago or 21 days ago. And Bogart just didn't take any ground off that. Yeah, funny yeah I thought he did. I thought he was all right. If you look at their last 200, there's a half length in it or something. Yeah, there's okay. nothing in it. I just felt he was with the speed. That's funny as when and the, and the run Bogart had him behind. He was entitled to take a little bit more off him. But yeah, Bogart's the obvious one um, in that sense for me. And I think the winner comes from that's funny as or, or Bogart. I, jury's still out with Cockney Crew for me. Um, it'll probably be my lay of the day. And I hope I get that completely wrong because I won't be betting here. And I know uh, how good this horse is. And I know how good Kieran thinks this horse is. And yeah. Um, yeah, I'll actually be staying out and probably cheering for my lay of the day for uh, for Kieran's sake because um, I'd love to see the best of Cockney Crew again on the racetrack. Yeah, I'm actually going with Cockney Crew. Mm-hmm. I, I think. Uh, oh, you're right. Yeah, interesting. Dion's obviously found out the the trick with that's funny as off 21 days again now four starts off 21 days for three wins so really excels off uh, off that spacing. But I still just have a bit of a query over that what. That's funny as it's been doing, carrying um, those couple of wins earlier on the form. Um, it was behind pretty average races compared to what Cockney Crews contested in, in his life. And if he doesn't lead, he'll be outside. That's funny as, as as you mentioned. And you just, if the real Cockney Crew shows up, last preparation, uh, obviously beat Forceful, Taxigano, uh, two and a half lengths, Western Temple, the previous preparation, Regal Power on Nose, Regal Power, two and a half lengths, Platoon, Spiritual Warrior. I think he was scratched from a railway. He was like, he was going to go around in a railway and he was scratched. 100s to 15s before, 100s yeah. to 20s before scratched. Mm-hmm. Well, the, I think so. the vets made him scratch from yeah. memory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that recent trial I thought was electric. It's probably not as such a first up mile because 49 days between runs, he's had that 1450 trial before the 1800 meter race. Uh, in the detonator stake. So he's fit. He's fit. And in terms of class, I think he's got a bit of an edge on most of these rivals and he'll be on speed. So I had a Cockney crew and that's funny as. And at the current price, I'm happy to go Cockney crew over the 260. That's funny as. And I couldn't get Bogart um, anywhere near what he is. I was actually going uh, a couple of the closers in Fryeresque and Mackenzie Brook. I really like Mackenzie Brook as a horse. I think uh, nearly one first up last campaign yeah. of the twenty one hundred. She was I think slaughtered a few, uh, uh, probably about three runs in a row. Montalino you know what? I'm fully aware. Yeah, <laughs> and the recent trial was good. I think we're getting last crack at them, and I think she's she's quite a nice uh, mare, Mackenzie Brook, even though she hasn't won since. I think it was the Albany Cup or something. Might have been yeah, her last Albany win, Cup, but yeah. I think her and Fryeresque will be the ones. Closing late and Friaresque, uh, he's won fresh in the past as well, but he'll obviously settle last. He's up against it. But yeah, I've got a slight knock on that's funny as to be honest at around 260. Yeah, it's uh, mine there. Yeah, if that's funny as finds a top and rolls, um, he's just been running, just been running time and running it quickly and. There's just not much behind him. I can't have Cockney Crew taking a sit and winning. The only mm. way Cockney Crew wins for me is leading, and I don't know if sure. Well, it'll be legal breeze, won't it? 
Yeah, but he's actually, he's, even from the breeze, that's pretty hard with 61 and a half um, for a horse that we've still got question marks how much he's come back. You can win trials, whatever you want to, mm. but we need to see that on race day. So I, I personally price Cockney Crew 10 bucks here. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm always willing to risk horses coming off these type of setbacks. He'll blow so, in the market, that's for sure. I think he might do. I think he might do. Um, but I, as I said, I, I won't be betting in this race um, at all. I should have taken the 350. That's funny. That's yeah, five mm. bucks Bogart double this morning. So I marked him three and four, but I wasn't all that excited. But um, no, I'm actually going to watch this as a uh, racing fan and uh, cheer for Cockney Crew to um, to come back and uh, and show a bit. But um, yeah, there's definitely queries on that occurring for me. Yeah, hundred percent. Have to be has to be a bit of a risky proposition. This Cockney Crew. I like you guys would love to see him back up and running because his ceiling is through the roof. He is a real talent. This fellow. And, His um, ceiling is through the roof. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Does it? <laughs> <laughs> but I think you know what I'm saying. He is got. Uh, he's untapped. Mm. Basically, is what I should have said. Uh, and just so many setbacks. Uh, Kieran Madonna's had, and he did look really, really fluent in that 1200 meter trial win that Michael spoke to. And at his best, he would pull these horses, these this field's pants down big time. However, I just I want to see him do it. I want to see him do it first. And if he wins without me, then too good. And I salute you, Kieran, because you've done a terrific job uh, patching this fellow back up and getting him back to the races after all the issues that he's had. So power of deduction, Terry. Yeah, that's funny. As finding the front as he has been rolling along, Matty. I had a few queries about whether he was going to perform with Matty Derrick as well as he had been with Carleen Heffel last start, and uh, Matty was um, up to the task, rode him to advantage. He just looked like a really tough front running miler. The way that the the track's going to be playing that I expect he's just going to be really, really hard to get past. I'd love to see Cockney Crew return to his best. If he does, then he could blow them away, as I said before. And like Terry, I actually think my Greek boy can run a cheeky race from gate one. He breezed outside leaders last Saturday. I thought he fought to the line quite well. He's going to get a much, much better run, uh, I guess, leaders back, rails in run. On Saturday, drops to 54 kilos. Um, he might uh, be able to run a run a drum at uh, at a big price, but that's funny. As I was two sixty, so that price um, he's currently two forty, which is below what I was looking for. Uh, however, opened up three fifty as Terry mentioned before, and um, I think interesting to see what the market does like, especially how they quantified Cockney Crew. Michael said that he would probably drift and he probably has to because it's hard to get a really good read on him, isn't it? So um, if that's the case, and I imagine that's funny as it would be hold steady around the 240, 250, 260 mark. But for me, that's funny as should win. I think my Greek boy might even be my Maddie later in the day. Uh, adornments, just before we move on, adornments, we've all marked longer than Bogart, potentially maybe not Michael, but... Uh uh, Touch and go. I'm just. It's odd that Pike's on adornment and oh. CJP's on. I marked them both nine dollars. Did you? Yeah. Oh, oh wow. Poor old Bogart. Mm. Old Humphrey out the door for you. Yeah, I was double figures Bogart. I, I I couldn't get him to be honest. Oh wow. I had Bogart four bucks. So yeah, that's a major differential there. I just thought fitness wise, if they yeah. chop at each other and there's a horse that gets past them, I think Bogart's got more class than my Greek boy. And I just thought Bogart was the one in that yeah. sense. But I think I don't Bogart has class. class. 
Hey? You think Bogart has class? Class is maybe the uh, more, more class than my Greek boy. That's like saying um, who's better at footy between me and BJ. Uh, my Greek just... boy has won just shy of half a million dollars. Just... Yeah, yeah, but he that was a while ago. It was a while. It's ago. been a while since he's uh, since he's shown his best. So that is true. Uh, also, Kev owes me a um, a beer. He does. Heavenly Waters versus Hoi An. When we tipped yeah. it, it was fifties versus eights. So. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was no contest, really. It was wasn't no it? contest. The guru, no, the guru just sort of yeah gave him the big overs. And, uh, <laughs> still uh, took the jockeys. What beer would you be requesting if you ran into Kevin? Mm, race well, actually, I wouldn't mind a solo. Actually, which yeah. leads me to race number six, oh. the solo zero handicap. Are you a solo zero man? You're a Pepsi. Well, that's a diet. What's it called? Coke, no, he's a Coke no sugar. Uh, Coke yeah, no sugar. if I was going to dabble, it'll be a, it'll be a Coke no sugar. Yeah, not a solo. Low on fist, you can slam it down fast. I didn't even know you, you could do, you they do solo zero. No, couldn't, couldn't imagine it'd be too nice. It's a rarity you have one, so if you're going to do it, do it properly, isn't it? Go yeah, you got to get, get the wide rim mm. can as well and really just oh, get right Real thirst quencher. Yeah. You don't need two sips, do you? <laughs> uh, interesting race here, guys, over the 1,200 metres. Uh, I think most people and the market have narrowed this down to, uh, to three chances in some sort who should find the top shades going on. Absolute, who gets pikey on and that type of horse, it's plus two lengths in instantly an angelic miss who might have the highest ceiling of this lot through the roof um, <laughs> three years her ceiling is sky high uh michael could you look any further than those three or is the winner in there some sort for mine was a terrific return and actually stayed straight as well last start which yes. is a bit different for him interesting move with the blinkers going on i wasn't expecting that for a horse like that who travels quite good himself but if that can buy did, him. Did you trial with blinkers on? I'm trial sure like winks with the shades on. Yep. And uh, we actually ran into Adam. We did, um, yeah. At the track a couple of weeks ago. And he said, um, yeah, just first up 1,200, 1,900, 1,959 kilos. Thought it would be um, uh, a bit much, get him a bit fired up for uh, that type of assignment. So I'd say now that the fitness is up. Edge um, off him a little bit. Yeah, I think this is the uh, sort of the, the grand final crack with some sort in that sense. Yeah, ran really well first up, and that was a really hot sectional race as well. And he's a winner at four of 11 starts. He's well-placed in this company, and I thought we'd be able to find the lead in front. But there is a fair bit of speed engaged, but I still think he'll be able to lead them up. And uh, I think he's a pretty good bet, some sort. Mm. From there, I actually had a, uh, this race narrowed in two. I had some sort, 3.30, absolute, 4.80. And upwards the rest. Angelic, uh, Angelic Miss. Couldn't get it. Oh, Michael. The recent trial was uh, only fair, I thought. That's, and that's the one knock I had too. But I went back to, I her, recent, to her recent trials. Uh, she's never really trialed Dynamite, even when she won. But she won, I think, first up in a maiden last preparation. But she's now in a 66 plus. She's uh, obviously the ceiling and the progressiveness there. But just that sort of get back style runner, a class one winner, kilo and a half outside the handicap. Uh, I, I couldn't. I couldn't have her for, for for my type of ratings. We say a kilo and a half outside the handicap. She said the six starts, two wins, uh, two times. She was a good thing. Beat beating. playing one in a class one. Beat playing red in a class one. Playing red, I reckon that's the worst form. It's had deep the trip that day as well. Actually, she did, but she's run second to Salaya. Um, their only failure was over the 1,400, and she had excuses that day, and perhaps didn't run out a strong 1,400 meters. Um, yeah, I think there's pretty big. Where'd she get? How far back did she get? That's the issue, yeah. That's the issue. I'm with you on with some sort. Um, yeah. Shade's going on easterly. I think she runs along out in front. Uh, he runs along out in front, sorry. Um, my The big thing I look at, though, and I'm this, I, I mark some sort three bucks. So 330 is just a bet for me. Um, but some sort has earned the weight, while a horse like Absolute and. Um, 
and, and you're like, Miss, I probably get to earn that weight. So I have a lot of respect for those two. If they can be close enough to some sort, I think they can impact late. But um, yeah, it looks a cracking race between the three. But um, yeah, with the Easterly in play, blinkers going on, I'm, I'm with you. Michael, second half. Absolutely. It's absolutely flying as well. Comes out mm. of the same races, some sort, drawn the fence. Pike gets Pike as well. Three back the fence, strong tempo up front. Yeah, I really thought it was a race in two. Mm hmm. Bernard. Yeah, uh, some sort, second up. Or, or you guys have, have uh, covered it comprehensively. Second up, Blinkers On has won three out of, I think, three of his four wins have been with Jade McNaught in the saddle. Rides him well. I, I like what Michael said. He actually went straight, which has been a real issue for him in previous campaigns. Hugged the rail and was really, really good. Got gunned down late by a pretty smart one, informed race fit, Amasinas. So fit up, second up, Adam Durant. Straight to the front, some sort, and it will take a pretty decent conveyance to run him down. And I'm with Terry. The biggest danger for mine is Simon A. Miller's angelic miss. I think if some sort is going to lead and kick, there's only one horse in the race that's going to be able to run him down, and it's angelic miss. I think Absolute's definitely capable of um, running him down with, with Pikey on as well, but um, it really does look a race in three. Um, do you think? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. It looks fine. like such a nice map for some sort because it's drawn underneath the potential speed. I mean, Glasgow Girl, they'll probably just try and pop to the breeze. There's no reason they'll change try and change a winning formula, but you'd think uh, he'll be able to shake off Glasgow Girl, and from there you're talking horses like Xcaro, Bozoom, Klondike Kenny, perhaps Moulton with Christian might yep. go forward. Three day. It should, yeah, it should just, he should uh, get his own way in front here, some sort. And it's just I was about pretty short, some sort, actually. I just brought my market up, just mm -hmm. having a few internet problems before. 275 I was, some sort. Oh, yeah. yeah. I am $3 in a 93% market. Yeah. In a 93% market. Okay. So. Um, yeah, look, I, I think with the Easterly in play, if, if it does show signs of playing on pace early, um, he'll be very well supported. Six lengths faster than average. Amasena's just yeah. win the other day as well. It was a pretty good run, some sort, first up. Yeah, huge. Yeah. So I think we're clean sweep across the board, yeah, some sort? Some yeah. sort. All righty. Race number seven of the day is the Marjorie Charleston Classic, over 1,200 metres. Marjorie was a real trailblazer for WA Racing back in the Halcyon days, and uh, I think she passed away um, a few months back, and uh, so she's uh, – Remembered fondly uh, throughout the industry and she has a race named in her honour and a uh, nice little field of uh, Phillies and Mares assembled. Of course, all eyes will be on the uh, star, star filly, star three-year-old for the clairvoyance and just to see whether she can bounce back after a shock defeat, first up defeat last Saturday at the hands of Riverbow. Terry, what did you make of the clairvoyance performance last Saturday where she was Beaten fair and square, and um, do you envisage how much improvement do you envisage off that run stepping up into this 1200 meter event? Uh, she'll win this, mm. but um, I think the bubble burst last week to some degree. Don't get me wrong, like it was still a really good effort, uh, it rated well, etc. etc. But um, just what we were talking and what we wanted her to do, she shouldn't be losing even from the breeze, especially with the horse sitting three of the two. Don't and don't it was a good run. I'm not saying it wasn't a good run, but we're talking group ones, we're talking. Like going and winning this and that, I, unless she was really short of fitness and it's been a bit of a stable error or something of that nature, um, she shouldn't have been losing if she's going to be winning group ones. Yeah, not much more to add than that. I think Riverbow's a really good horse. I've been mm -hmm. saying that for for quite a while. I thought it was 
probably more a uh, summer scorcher, Crawford, Bowfine type of horse, and he's he's had a breakthrough preparation this time in. But sitting three deep outside Clairvoyance and beating her, uh, yeah, she was. You, you can't deny the fact she was disappointing. She was a dollar forty. Any dollar forty pop that has that run and gets beaten is going to be disappointing. But it was still a nice enough effort. But I guess the biggest thing is just going through ratings and figures. She has scope for improvement by a couple of lengths, and I think in this race she'll be leading uh, and she's well weighted, especially under the set weights and penalties conditions. She's gets, weighted, gets in she? minimum yeah. and she's the third highest rated horse in the race and she's the bottom weight. So uh, she's pitched in here, should be able to find the front natural fitness fitness benefit off the, off the quick backup. You would expect her to be leading uh, and winning. But in saying that, uh, I wouldn't be touching her red figures. I um just something just come to my mind, Michael, regarding you. It's before I'd uh, ever really had a, a chat to you. I was talking to the Pierces. Uh, this is a don't fuss question, just about placing a horse and getting it right. They were looking at pushing forward to a twelve fourteen hundred meter race, and you convinced them to go back to the thousand in the new season sprint. Do you remember a couple that? of years ago? Don't fuss. A couple fuss, of years yeah. ago, and I always yeah. remembered that, thinking, "Wow, I would have gone up to the fourteen, would have gone to the fourteen, nearly won the race." And um, I don't know why that all just came to my mind. All of his, from memory, all of his best runs had been yeah. at a cracking tempo, yeah. and he was a little bit disappointing when the tempo was steadier. So I just said, "Go back to the thousand meters where they run faster," and he he um, he had a really good. Campaign. Admittedly, he's probably hit his mark a bit, but yeah, he, he, he's thing, a yeah. winter horse. He's actually back in working now, and mm-hmm. I think he'll win a, a 72 or a 78 plus this prep at yeah. Belmont. I don't when, know why that just came to my mind. When are we back at Belmont? Uh, Mid May, is it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but in terms. Mid, mid to late May, I think. Outside of Clairvoyance, uh, Platinum Bullet looks the logical danger. Uh, she's absolutely flying at the moment. Uh, Platinum I reckon Bullet. she'll go off seven days. I think she'll go fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, she maps lovely. Pike uh, sticks as well. You'd and meet on this on the same weight terms as last start. So it looks hard to defeat Clairvoyance, but she looks a logical danger. I couldn't uh, map Watch Me Dance anywhere bar last in this race or mm-hmm. three deep if they tried to get into a spot. But you'd be better adept at answering that question for her, BJ. One one, mate. You, you're jamming her in. Yeah, just loves jamming him in, doesn't he? <laughs> Gee whiz. Hey, Nucky's just going to come across and land in the one one. Yeah, do yeah. as well. Anyway, that's uh, that might be the watch for the race to make. Back to twelve hundred meters, one one, jamming her in. Gee whiz. Yeah, he's a yeah. She showed good good gate speed, speed seven days ago, but um, yeah, it depends what you're trying to do. You're trying yeah. to win it. You're trying to just go back to last and run on into third or something. But uh, this market's bang. Well, I think if they if they're trying to win, they got to be positive early. So come out. If they're trying look, to win. They should scratch and go to next week. Come right? out. Uh, come out uh, with Clairvoyance and Ladies of London who are both drawn to her outside slot in behind yeah slot in behind them just come come across with them it looks a real gift speed Matt wise Ladies of London will breeze Blank and Verge on Clairvoyance's back so there's two sort of midweek animals that are going to breeze and be on her back and she should be able to shake them off and Hold out Platinum Bullet pretty comfortably. So, yeah, um, yeah $1.62 in a 95% market was my clairvoyance price, so not a bet for me. But um, what about you guys? I know that uh, she's going to be conceding probably a big field position to most of her rivals, but Cryptic Love is at a double-figure chance, is she? She's cool. a- I Yeah, see, I was, I was probably a little bit sensational. I was a little bit harsher on Cryptic Love just because- I was $9 Cryptic Love. Yeah, she has to be in single figures. She's a 93 rater. The average rating in this race is 74. She gets in three and a half kilos above the minimum and and she's got the best form in the race probably. Dig deep form. It's just where she gets 
two. Uh, back to the twelve hundred. One out, three back, or something like that. It's going to be an awkward spot. Yeah, she just doesn't jump. Uh, she always puts herself it's just it's just chasing down clairvoyance from there, and also probably giving Platinum Bullet a head start. All the well. speed horses get gassed, and there's something finishing yep. late. I can't really see Cryptic Love missing a place anyhow, and mm. uh, and I was very surprised just having a look at this market now. Fifteen dollars, two seventy five. Oh. Hey, one, two, three. Oh, he's excited. I like this. Mm. Bit of enthusiasm. <laughs> uh, what price are we clairvoyance, Les? I was $1.90. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, it wouldn't interest me into, unless there were black figures. One, yeah. 165 clairvoyance. Yeah, I'll be um, starting the car if it's two bucks. Mm. Claire, so I, to be honest, I hope it doesn't get there. <laughs> it's been a funny old period for the Darren McAuliffe impressive racing yard, hasn't it? They've um, well, There's clearly an issue of a virus or something along, boy, along those lines. Yeah, it's been public publicly acknowledged that there was a Salaya. virus that took out Salaya, um, Montalina, the big show they ran like last and second last in the Southwest Cup. It's Reverse been, it's been hard, to, um, hard for the uh, Impressive Racing Yard to put their best horse The inflation, forward. hyperspace, um, yeah. censure. There's a few horses that have run last, uh, all pretty much runners in a row. So... And, and from what I heard on the radio recently, that they've got a pretty ambitious program for clairvoyance. So maybe she just wasn't tuned up first, completely first up. They're looking at um, Roma Cups, Belmont Sprints, Hyperions. They want to set, stretch her out to a mile. So they're still a way away yet. So the um, yeah, I'm, I, I'm expecting after all her setbacks, they've taken a softly, softly approach with clairvoyance, had that 400-meter breeze-up trial, significantly vulnerable first up got exposed by a pretty sharp race fit uh inform horse like riverbow comes forward off that bounces quickly over the 1200 meters finds the rail in front i think she'll uh, run them off their feet far too good could be a gap job clairvoyance yep could be a gap job agree Race number eight, the feature race of the day, the WATC Derby. $1.50 clairvoyance, $1.40 Western Empire. You had to have your new house on one of the two, Michael. Which would it be? Well, it would be clairvoyance, but then I'm looking at this and I've actually got Western Empire shorter than when I priced yeah, clairvoyance. So that's interesting. I've had Western Empire $1.75. Speaking of the prices as well, BJ, it will be integral as this race is the uh, giveaway for this week's TRL launch party uh, for the Betfair margin. Do you want to explain it a little bit better than I just did, which was very poor? Yeah. So last week, of course, we did our first uh, giveaway for the Black Arts, Kappa. WA Black Arts launch party, which was won by Riley Capararo. Uh, two tickets to the launch party. He... So we asked people to select the winner of the Karakata Play and a Betfair starting prize, which uh, Riley was um, nearest the pin. So on this week's edition of the 1-1, if you want to win two tickets to the Black Art, WA Black Arts launch party at Ascot in the Director's Lounge on Saturday, April 17, that is WA Size Produce Stakes Day, this is what we need from you. So we need you, uh, our listeners, to send through who you think is going to win the WATC Derby on Saturday, as well as a Betfair starting price. So I'll throw to Michael. If you were entering this competition, you said Western Empire. What would your Betfair starting price be? Do you think? Prediction. Uh, 
$1.40. $1.40. All right. So I imagine that Western Empire is going to be a pretty popular selection in our uh, Get Ready for the Launch TRL competition. Make uh, sure you get your two decimal points in. Yes, it's going to be vital. And, of course, remembering the sound white rule crosses over into this competition as well. So it has um, to be the first person. Probably. Exactly. So keep that in mind, punters. So hit us up at, on Twitter at the 1-1-Pod. Get your entry in. You can uh, slot into that launch party, Dubbo Blackouts. Get What's around. yours? Uh, I would say uh, Western Empire a dollar thirty eight, Hollyoke forty seven sixty five. <laughs> that's unders, eh? Hey, unders? No, oh, I don't know. That's the that's the the query. That's the query. Uh, that's the query. But uh, anyway, the barrier draw for this race, guys, has um has really made it slightly interesting. I feel uh, I don't think anything can go around should be going around a dollar thirty five. Not anything, but I don't think this horse should be going around at a dollar thirty, dollar thirty five um, from ten. Uh, he he jumps really nicely, so Pike's gonna have to make a decision very early to push forward, look for a spot in the first six, or uh, restrain, go back to last, which would probably make more sense you'd think um to avoid to avoid being caught deep um but speed map wise well, what are you thinking will happen early bj this is what i would like to see happen i'd like to see joseph as a party handlebars down attack find the front on outback jack cross lunar impact take up the running and i imagine with western empire william pike will be riding patiently conservatively go back and look to um another cockney crew regal power yeah exactly. essentially well yeah. i think bj's bang on there they yeah. should it's very it'll be Impossible for Outback Jack to breeze and win, yep. but Outback Jack over the first 100 will be significantly quicker than Lunar Impact if they want it. Um, I think you'll find Lunar They've Impact. They've got to want it. They have, they have to, to want, want it. it. If they come out and just say, oh, we're in the breeze because Lunar Impact's drawn well, underneath good luck. us. Good luck. Um, You've got to run a place. No, yeah. exactly right. It's going to be very difficult from there. But if they find the top and roll along, yeah, I think Michael hit that uh, the nail on the head. We could see a very similar setup to there because uh, Outback Jack was uh, was huge um, last time out in the Mel Vista. Uh, Lunar Impact will pop off the fence and come to the breeze. There's no way they'll be sitting and doing anything patient with Lunar Impact. But um, we might see a semi truly run race here mm. as well which should suit western empire but the big thing i wanted to ask you guys and discuss with you guys is what we're going to see here is outback jack and lunar impact we both agree they're going well they're going to give good kicks and that's going to be a nice strong moving line all right so we're going to see horses like reliable star but you can put a line through her last run Hollyoak from barrier two and temptation from six they should all come across and get pretty nice runs behind two relatively strong leaders western empire goes right out the back and finds the back of horses like flash duke caddy fear the wind um, horses who may not necessarily bring him into the race, it could be super interesting if that inside plaid's playing really nicely and he has mm. to circle them and make a really long sustained run while those couple of horses get really softies in behind strong leaders who take them into the race. So that's how I see this race um, potentially being a bit more interesting than the market suggests. Yeah, he's not past the post, that's for sure. I think Temptation should get a lovely run, probably 1-1. Mm -hmm. I think we can jam her in there, BJ. Yep. Do you reckon they'll show, oh, I really, really hope they show the aggression to um to take that spot because I, yeah. really, I reckon it looks wide open for her if she wants it. Yeah, there was a couple of funny, not necessarily funny rides in the Oaks, but I reckon they, a couple of riders would like their time over again. If I had my time again. Uh Brave Angel and probably Temptation probably ended both ended up a pair further back than perfect. I would have thought, um, but that was probably it's hard going to the twenty four hundred, isn't it? Because you don't want to overuse them at their first try at that distance. You're always looking for cover, and then you get a couple of roadblocks come across. Like uh, I think it was Reciting and There's a Chance who landed third, fourth respectively, and they sort of just just held that spot and they never really 
sort of crept into the race like they were supposed to. So it um, made the runs of Temptation and Brave Angel better than perhaps they look. So, um, yeah. I actually had Temptation second yeah. and I had Outback Jack third. Um, me too. I'm yeah. the same. The yeah. market yeah. has Outback Jack clear second and up with double figures the rest. But Temptation, I thought that was a good effort. First start at 2,400 metres. She's flying at the moment. Dan Morton, obviously one of the best uh, grand final trainers in the state and Chris Parnham, if he can get one out, one back. And uh, I think it'll be wait. The, the plan here will be wait, 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 wait. Ideally, yep. not get out until straightening. She might have a little 300 meter sprint. Um, that might be her go. Obviously, you had to sustain one for about 650 meters last start when Reliable Star was going backwards. Yeah. Um, but that will be interesting if, if they try and be really patient until they take off with her. And um, she well, might she she be able to match she, she either, turn she, either for a she either doesn't stay though. Or she just needed that run to bring her bring her forward into yep. this twenty five hundred because that was that was she was three wide for the last mile basically when she tacked on to Reliable Star and then she as Terry said she had to press the button and make it and have it go and actually hit the front I thought yeah. um, good half length and um, peaked on a run late I wouldn't be surprised to do to see Pike uh, do the old straight out the back to the fence trick if horses. Like Outback Jack drawn five, Temptation drawn six, they'll be positive enough. Uh, Brave Angels nine goes back, Fear the Wind eight goes back, Flash Ducati back on midfield. Uh, Pike's drawn the outside of those. He could just anchor like he usually does, duck straight to the fence and end back, end up maybe fall back the fence or something and let all those slow ones drop off. Drop off yeah. through the middle stages of the race, get off and bang. Yeah. Yeah, for me, I think. Clearly, as the market suggests, and we're all well aware, Western Empire's won the Piper, he's won the Roberts, he's won the Mel Vista, the Piper and the Roberts. Makes them three kilos better as well yeah, for the boys Piper, from last start. Piper and the Mel Vista were both really high rating races, very fast races, courtesy of some strong tempo. They slacked off a bit in the Mel Vista the other day. That was a bit of a walk and dash home. Pikey allowed Western Empire to, um, just to uh, uh, cruise to the line. I thought he was only in second or third gear late in that, that, that race. So I think the margin flooded. Outback Jack, I can see Western Empire just being ridden like the best horse in the race, circle them and be far too good for them in a similar vein, probably not the same margin, but in a similar fashion to the way Pikey rode Tuscan Queen last year. Just keep them out of trouble, working into the race with momentum, stamina and class will shine through late and should be able to put a couple what, of panels of fence in it. What price am I? Mm. He won't because I think we all, everyone, we all think Western Empire will probably win the race. $1. fifty. Yeah, yeah, we all think Western Empire will probably win the race and we all think that it should get done. But from Barrier 10, that things can go wrong and yeah. tasks can be set. With I'll, I'll be back in Temptation as well. Yeah. Uh, I, I went back, sorry, as well. I won't be back in Western Empire $1.50, yeah. but I'll be back in Temptation. I thought I'm with Michael and you, Terry. I had her clear second pick well, um, ahead of Outback Jack. Yes, temptation seven eighty for me. Hollyoak sixteen bucks. Uh, I thought Hollyoak. Uh, we'll just forget it because it's probably not as fashionable as temptation with a purchase price. But this is an all American filly who was a mile up to twenty four hundred. The two efforts with CJP and the saddle have been huge. Um, hasn't drawn a gate. If you go back to Hollyoak's two year old days, she was leading or landing first couple, so she can jump out the lids. I don't see any reason she can't land leaders back here. Whether that's out of her comfort zone and she can't let down as well, um, she's just one that's going to get this forget forgotten soft run from an inside gate. I'm yet to have a scent on her. Uh, I backed her for the place actually. She was double figures for the place a fair while. You hopping off later in pack, huh? Um, I with outback. 
Jack in the race. I think they'll chop at each other. I don't think Lunar Impact's an impossibility, mm-hmm. um, but I just think Holyoke will, will trade 50, 60 to 1 um, on the exchange each way. Uh, very happy having something on there. Um, I just think because she's a little bit unfashionable, her last ever, she ran the quickest last two in the Oaks after getting caught in that line you mentioned that there's mm-hmm. a thought line where everything was getting shuffled back. Um, she should only have a more solid grounding. She'll land closer. If she handles the landing closer aspect with a, a form jockey on, um, yeah, she could be the real blowout runner here. So uh, it'll be Holyoke each way and I'll be backing Temptation. I think you can back Temptation win only. Now the 220 a place doesn't represent value, but the 10, 11, 12 bucks around does represent a little bit of value because if she gets a cuddled up run and does stay, she can win. But if she doesn't stay, I think some of these other tougher runners will probably beat her into a hole. Especially if there's a genuine tempo, might just bust her up as well. So that's an occasion where I don't, I'll be backing Holyoke each way. Mm -hmm. Um, It'll be this, this, the racing total will be sort of Holyoke each way main bet. Temptation win. I've already backed Temptation at the yeah. earlier prices. Temptation win, and I won't be losing on Reliable Star, but it'll be 30 to 1, so I won't need to have much on. Like, that'll yeah. just be a very small save. But I am expecting the West uh, Empire to be the, very hard to beat. The Brett Pope bromance just continues to oh. blossom. You and uh, Brett well, requisition. We should be three from three because She's Enchanted was in, still, in my mind, a good thing licked. Mm. Um, so my last three Brett Pope should have got up. But uh, look, at these prices, we don't need much on, do we? No, we do not. Uh, final word on the WTC derby, Michael Heaton. Uh, well, West Empire, not a betting proposition, but should win. Temptation, the value. Yeah. So for me, I'm thinking that uh, West Empire, again, not a betting proposition, leaning towards one of the fillies, either Temptation and Brave Angel as the two horses that I'll probably look to have a bet on. Both of them are coming up over my prices. Holy Oak each way. Won't be losing Temptation or Reliable Star. The WTC Derby for 2000, Derby, 2021. Uh, fascinating watch. Let's see what the wizard can do aboard this uh, odds on pop. Terry, uh, what is it time for? What is it time for, Michael? Get out stakes, I think. Yeah. See, this is this is this is what this is this is it, isn't it? Like, did you listen to Kieran Evans last week? No, Very didn't funny. catch that. Very funny. He had, he had some dramas. <laughs> What's the time? Uh, what of the race or now? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was very good. Uh, so, yes, it is Get Out Stakes time. That's S-T-E-A-K-S, um, the extremely popular Get Out Stakes, brought to you by Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located at the Canavale Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt runs the show. No doubt he'll be up and about if Featherweight can win for him and his uh, team of owners on Saturday. Drop in, swing past, say good day to Timmy. There's a heap of good stuff on offer there at Market City Meats. So his team, uh, Timmy and his team, will take the best of care for you. So congratulations to episode 70 winner. The GOAT. Hey, how's this? He's done it again. Nathan Lyon. The GOAT. Sean Nichols. He was written off. Everyone was wondering where he'd got to. Hadn't been sighted in the uh, when it came to the get-out stakes for months and months and months, and he's just re-emerged. From the shadows on uh, on Saturday, he's gone bang, picked up another victory. Yeah, I think that's his fifth get out stakes victory for the goat. Sean I Nichols. saw him at a um, recent uh, a recent first birthday party, and he was looking just just a little bit malnourished, gaunt. So it's a little bit gaunt. Was his so iron? Did he look iron deficient? He did look iron deficient, Michael. So it's uh, yeah, I'm really happy for for himself and the family to um, be able to uh, to stock did, up. Did, did he did he say anything about where he'd been? Like he just, has he been entering? 
he's, yeah, turned vegetarian, the yeah, poor bloke. I don't know. He just wanted to give everyone a chance. You yeah, know? I think he's, he's, that, he's a very nice man. Sure. Yeah. He's an absolutely cracking man. So I think he just liked to share the love around. I think so. he was feeling a bit guilty of uh, just cleaning up week after week. So I reckon he'll be our first 10 timer. Yeah. <laughs> might take another 50, 60 episodes. Yeah, we might have to do it on a, on a board, actually. Mm. I might have to get into that. But yeah, Sean Nichols will be well and truly head and shoulders above the rest. He, uh, Last race specialist. He is, and he uh, he nailed that Tycoon Storm margin last Saturday. So on this week's edition of the 1-1, if you would like to be in the running for that gourmet beef package from Market City Meats, send us a tweet at the 1-1 pod, who you think will win race nine on Derby Day and uh, a decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred, remembering the Sam White rule, of course, Guru. First past the post. First in best dressed. So our guest, Michael Heaton, he's done some uh, intensive form study and he is going to get us out of a jam perhaps in race nine, the get out stakes. What do you got for us, Michael? Not much, genuine. I thought the way you were shuffling the papers. So I thought he had yeah. a special coming. I thought, yeah. what have we got here? I, I was just Nicky's got one for getting us. the hey. new, uh, getting the new race up. Yeah, I thought he, I thought he was motioning that yeah. he was like, he know, was ready to deliver. He's going to declare well, one. At yeah. a price. There is one that I can't map, but I think it's a silly price in the race. Uh, position of power. Mm. The the top race here can't map him but i just think he profiles really well for this race 74 plus two starts ago excellent dream uh, under four lengths last start 78 plus 1400 tycoon storm watch me dance form two and a half lengths now drops uh from a 66 to a uh, sorry from a 78 to a 66 and backs up off seven days do you know his last win who he beaten his last win uh dig deep dig deep yeah. 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 Track. have you yeah. seen that photo of the two Dickhead standing that, out in the um, yeah, you and Pete, meet and yeah, Pete, yeah, yeah. Pete I remember the vision so. of that. You could hardly see the horses. It was that mm. dark and that that wet. Yeah. I think we loomed as the winner. That's we right. Were coming back from a long injury, second yeah. half, and we just um, peaked That's on our right. run a little bit. But uh, yes, good form lines, Mike. His last uh, ten starts have been in high grade. Then this gets him with fifty eight after the claim, and you look to his last preparation. Dig deep form, Luke's gold form, Serenity Bay form. I just think it's a lot better than. What he bumps into here, obviously not a good thing. He's a $15 pot, but I just thought that was a silly price. So mm. for mine, he'll be my betting tip in the race. Harrow and Christie, good combination. Yes, they're, they're going really well. And in terms of a map, I think Bruce Almighty and Tommy Blue would both be positive. Bruce Almighty loves uh, the seven-day spin. Tommy Blue racing well. Bit of a query at the 1,400 metres, though, I would have thought. But uh, position of power will be getting some of mine, Tez. Yeah, I, I think position of power is a good thing, just about here, Michael. Um, everything you just said, if you read my notes, it's, it's position of power is good, and this is what my notes say. It's basically identical. Uh, good in a 78-plus company a week ago. Never happy in the run, finished only 2.5. Tycoon Storm, significantly better form, all good draw. There was rolled forward from these gates in the past, and Breeze slash tucked in with success. Last 10 have been in 72 or 78 pluses. Only carries 58 here in a 66-plus. Needs luck from the gate, but should be mm. peaking third up. Pet distance only once. Off a seven-day break, Michael ran uh, second to Serenity Bay with Chrissy Graham in the saddle. That is very, very good form. Um, I simply just like, yeah, people are going to find Creator. I think. Um, well, people, Creator looks the one, but that winning drought always winning winning drought. Penalties. Stable yeah. out of stable out of form. Um, could end up three back the fence. Bruce Almighty put in a shocker last week. Tommy Tommy Blue Pikes jump ship for the Peters runner and. 
And I think Tommy Blue, um, that thrilled form hasn't really held up, but but Brad's obviously a really good um, good replacement for Pikey. Downforce mapped horribly, point taken. Gets the bar shoes, loses Lacta. Dark mission. Um, we'll probably get some support with the blinkers on, but I thought he had his chance. I thought he's had his chance just too many times. So he can win without me. Just Jason's it's the only horse I want to be on here is position to power. Yeah, Dark Mission had no chance. Yes, uh, last start, settled last or near last in that I really slow run still race. In, still entitled to they do it. so slow. Little... Seven lengths slower yeah, than average the first bit. It's far, some of the fastest last splits. Yeah. Blinker's first time and that's the stable grounds and line of Williams when the headgear goes on, they invariably win and Pike is stuck as well. So I'm expecting a bit of a spike from her. But, so, so am I. But it's still, I couldn't. Uh, last chance, Salon. I reckon she wins. Dark mission. Is that a word? Saloon. Saloon. Last chance. Saloon. Short. I'm having a look at this market now. Three dollars uh, fifty. Yeah, I I, uh, I like dark mission. This I, I feel as though she's been um, desperately unlucky on occasions. Wide gates. Um, been getting back unsuited patterns. I don't think there should be any excuses from gate four with fifty five kgs and the blinkers on for the wizard on Saturday. If you watch the replay, she was actually first horse out of the gates, just about. Last start, I had to snag from 12, ended up last on a day, in a slowly run race, in a day where you needed to be close. I thought her run was actually really, really strong under the circumstances. Prior to that, unsuited against the, at the pattern um, on Bunbury Cup Day. And prior to that was um, in that bumping duel with Amasinas, where they were both going for the same run in that 1100 meter race one by Q Belling. Dark mission. Pike can let her jump evenly, watch the race unfold from hopefully a midfield running position, hooking out, getting last crack at him. I agree with Terry. Last chance. If she's going to win one, it's going to be on Saturday. And I reckon this is a sweet setup for Dark Mission. Yep, definitely a sweet setup. Um, she'll be racing for a different stable in 12 months time. I reckon she'll be a dispersal horse. But this isn't that deep, so it doesn't make sense. No, that was... she can win this and still be racing for another stable in 12 months. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I actually, what, what price are you, are you surprised that you're seeing seven bucks pike in the last for a horse you're tipping? Yeah, yeah. What, is that no, backable for you? I was I was four I was 450. Yep. So yeah, definitely. I'll definitely be having something on. Mm -hmm. Uh Again, by this stage, we'll, we'll have a lot more data, a lot more information about how the track is going and whether and how that's impacting the, the, the jockey's room. And um, position of power was a horse I was sort of floating about. But as Michael said in his intro, I couldn't, couldn't map him. I'd love to see them go forward on position of power. Um, and lead up the three wide line. Especially at that price. <laughs> Big chance that happens, isn't but, it? Um, yeah, but I couldn't, couldn't map it. So I, I thought this is... Um, Nice little weight drop. We'll we'll settle closer from the draw. Blinkers go on. It ticked a lot of boxes for me. With Pike in the last as well. I expect it to be to firm a bit from its current quote. It'll be a, whatever wins will be a price anyway. I think. What price? Position to power. I'm a bit embarrassed to say now. I was five dollar fifty favorite. Oh. Five dollar eighty favorite in a ninety five percent market. <laughs> so there you go. There you go. So what are the index I, um, cards? So, uh, no, no, oh, it depends how you read them. Yeah. I think this race really depends how you read them. So I, I know with position of power, we're going to need luck. If you're a gate, I probably would have had it 350, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. Well, I would have yeah. had it Speaking really. of index cards, before we forget, mm -hmm. uh, big launch this Saturday at Ascot Racecourse. McCormick and Son bookmaking kicking off. That's 1-1 one, one regular, Pete McCormick and son Scott McCormick, who are uh, who have both been guests 
on this uh, podcast in the past. They will be kicking off their new bookmaking operation at Ascot this Saturday, Terry. Oh, I'm very excited about that. Um, Scotty and Pete, the uh, the duo. Scotty has been chiming in on uh, Twitter recently with a couple well, of found that he doesn't mind. Now, got to, I've got to give him a little. We've got to have a little stitch over here. Scotty, the little post race crow, doesn't doesn't mind a little post racer, does he? <laughs> Scotty at times. So, um, but I will tell you what, if he's back in some of those, he's gonna. There's gonna be some prices available. Um, for some of the favourites. I know Pete uh, is always willing to lay a favourite and I think Scotty might be the same. So I reckon if you get a chance to go up to him at the races, say you're a 1-1 listener, I'm yeah. sure they'll add a point to whatever price you're taking. Yeah. McCormick and Son. McCormick and Son. Good ring to it, isn't it? McCormick and Son. Should be McCormick, McCormick and Father just about, shouldn't it? Yeah. So who's <laughs> backing more? I'll tell you what I don't mind. Beef Easter eggs. Absolute treat. I thought my kids could eat Easter eggs, and then Michael. This is an absolute off the This is a clinic. Yeah, this is an absolute clinic of eating. Deary me, it's been an exhibition. Bowl number two's about to come out. Not bad So yes, so good luck to Pete and Scotty McCormick and their new family-run operation kicking off at Ascot this Saturday. But getting back to the get-out stakes, race nine at Ascot on Saturday, the boys are um, hovering around position of power. It is a tricky race. I mean, if downforce, I mean, uh, Stevie's sort of still trying to work his way back into, into form, isn't he, at the moment? Stevie Parnham, downforce from 11, was three wide, no cover, and just kept coming like uh, like crazy. It's uh, flying good, downforce. Crazy good performance the other day. But Should be better off the shorter break as well. Yeah, but where, does it, the map. where does it get to from there? I thought point Stone taken. Stone Point taken was a huge run. Uh, first up, it's got bar plates on and has drawn eight. So, and... I mean, if you give... She can still win, I think. Yeah, if you're, given a, if you're making a case for uh, some sort... Earlier in the day, then you then creators got to be in the mix, and that's that Arbacinus forms littered yeah. throughout the entire program. So that's why creators as short as he is. So uh, yeah, good race. Before I I like dark mission, but before I finish up, what can you tell the listeners about Helmsgate, one of your favourite uh, out of out of provincial horses? <laughs> tell you what, one thing I can tell you is when you're doing your speed maps, Helmsgate does not jump well, musters okay. to the top. So really sticky if Brad um, and Chris on Bruce Almighty and Tommy Blue show some aggression early. Um, Helmsgate might become a roadblock for those with cover in behind them. It'll be interesting if Maddie can bustle through and and find the top. But um, I'm hoping if she does do that and um, goes a bit mad, and the other two are coming across, it could be that little bit of separation for Christy or to snag in. Either that or just Christy. Actually, they jumped first. Uh, position of power jumped uh, in front last week. So if Christy just says, "Buggy, I think I'm the best horse in the race," which I believe um, he is, um, and just says, "I'm going to try and work my way to the breeze," or even lead up a three wide line. It's not always the end of the um, end of the world for the last in the day leading up a three wide line because the inside tracks have been uh, fairly well worn. So um, yeah, and if the rails hot early and easterlies, there'll be a few jockeys that might be keen to get to the front. Sometimes you can see the old reverse pattern, yeah, and the yeah. horse like El Magico, who's led before as well, might yeah. kick up, and you might have a couple of other horses uh, inject a bit more tempo into the race. Yep, exactly right. So let's just uh, put our trust in, a, in a, an apprentice I've got a lot of time for in Christy Bennett. Position of power for the guru. Very keen. Gun to head, Michael Heaton. Position of power. Okay, and I'm going for Dark Mission, the last chance saloon for uh, Dark Mission as uh, Terry uh, coined earlier in the preview. So Very happy he's got an equal favourite too. Or oh, got an outright favourite as well, position yeah. of power. So yeah, just added 
just sent another text out to say, can you get a bit more? Really have a crack here. Very good. I won't get matched on it now on my BSP. It'll start too short. <laughs> Blame the guru. Blame the guru. Okay, guys, it's time for our bet their best betting proposition of the day. Let's kick things off with Michael Heaton. Who's your best, mate? Best bets, race one, City Circle, Chris Parnham. Uh, best each way. Are we going all the way through or just? Um, well, yeah, well, wait, right? Just give, mix it up. What, mix it up. What, okay. Mix it up. What's, well, your, what's your maddie? What's well, your my maddie? best each way is position of power. I'm not going to throw it as a maddie, only $15, but I think it's a genuine chance, not a mad not a mad chance. So in terms of a maddie over 20 to 1, I think either my Demi or Diabolieri in that some sort race. Diabolieri is a better horse ridden cold, and I think he'll settle dead last. And if there's as much speed as we think, one of those two can get home strongly. And while you're at it, who's your lay of the day? We'll go creator in the last. Creator. Currently, Extend that winning drought. Currently around the 3.30, 3.50 mark. That is Michael Heaton's lay in the last of the day. Terry, who's your bet fair best? Uh, well, oh, I just said off air that I wasn't going to say this, but we're going to go to Sunday for my best. I'm going to give you the best. Can I give you the best of the weekend? Okay. Bet fair best of the weekend. Trap for fools. Trap the Pinjarra Cup. There's no markets up yet, so that'd um, be nice. Trapper low twos is where I've got Trapper. It's going to be pouring down with rain. Well, the reason is, look, I, I think I really, really, really want the thing on. Jeez, that's a couple of Easter eggs being demolished here, Michael. I tell you what. When's your bin day? Jeez, so, yeah, the Easter bunny. Uh, he's going to have to come back again next week, I think. Uh, I could come up with plenty of bests on the card. I really like City Circle, really like Standout Rose, really like Featherweight. But the current prices, I, I can't. I don't know which one's going to get out to the right price on Betfair to say it's my best. So, um, so yeah, it is going to be Traffic Fools. I'm sure that we'll get three, three fifty Traffic Fools at the scarp side with yeah. the twenty to forty mils out in front, rolling along. Sixty-two kg. Sixty-two could win with seventy, no yeah. problems. Uh, my Maddie, um, same as Michael, would love to have got uh, four bucks more position to power. Fifteen, sixteen is the mad price in a mad sense, but um, for our twenty to one. Uh, rule and I broke it last week with Denim Pack. Um, I better not break it again. Uh, Hollyoak in the WATC derby and uh, my lay, which I hope I get wrong, it will be Cockney Crew at the current price. I think it's 450 or so in the um, against my that's funny as and Bogart. I uh, hope I get that wrong though. BJ, what's your set? My bet fair best. I very keen city circle very keen featherweight like terry they're both not quite at um from a value point of view not quite at my prices therefore the horse that i uh next next cab off the rank who was the right price and underneath what i quoted when i did my markets is some sort so um i think that some sort can Find the front, second up with the blinkers on. That's in race six of the day. Currently a $3.30 um, chance. I marked uh, marked him $2.75. So therefore, some sort is my bet fair best of the day. My Maddie is, I was going to cheat, but this horse has just ticked over to $21 on one agency. How's that? That'll do. Race Five, number eight, my Greek boy from gate one, 54 kilos, land, landing in the box seat. Betfair late, he could run a race at a price where he's just about ready to do something. And I'm Still gonna, a prep away, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's just building into his preparation nicely. And uh, that was King Cool Cat. <laughs> Took 30-odd starts to break his uh, mate and then won about eight in a row. Ian Gladding. Yeah. King Cool Cat. Yeah. So some do find their best at about... Uh, 
Eight years old. One of Hannon's. Yeah. Yeah. Cool cat. Duncan Miller. Duncan Miller, mm-hmm. that's correct. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take on Terry. My lay of the day is uh, race two, number six, standout rose. Really nice filly on the rise, but uh, 240's thin for mine and uh, just can't map her. So I'm going to take on Bruce Watkins, Jason Whiting, standout rose. That's going to be my lay of the day. I like it. Watch the map early. That'll mm. be uh, telling. And then, uh, then I'll be betting in run. Yeah, that'll be <laughs> telling, telling, telling what uh, what she does there. So uh, thank you again, Michael, for coming on the podcast. Uh, it is always uh, it's always a learning experience for me as well. Always like hearing the um, how someone else does their form and the little insights. And I've, I've never, as I said, we landed on a couple of the same ones today. Didn't we, we have a position of pair. I'm glad you're with me there. Uh, I'd always feel you always. I thought, oh geez, if I cook this, you know, am I mm. trying for a bit? Would, of a would you have quoted your Price, you, Michael, 100%. Oh, I, I told you I priced Boyish 370 a couple of months ago and it was 50 to 1 at the time. So I have absolutely no fear in that sense. I get some horribly wrong, but um, the idea is we slightly get them right more often than not. But uh, thank you again, Michael. As I said, always learn plenty. I've never forgotten that don't fuss um, placement. Uh, that's why I had to bring that up today. It's the first thing every time I hear it's the first thing I think of, apart from meeting a lovely partner at the, uh, the Gold Bar as well. Um, <laughs> it's been a pleasure, as always. Yeah, thanks, boys. Nice to. Uh, be here again happy birthday BJ until next time on the one one (laughs) 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 (laughs)